Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, welcome back to the Sebe cast. Oh, shit. Is it number nine or number ten now? Because let's call it nine point five. Sebe, well, fuck. Or okay, the Sebe cast number ten. I'm just gonna call it number ten. You know why? Because it's gonna be a long one anyway, and we'll call it BC Guppy Part Two. Sebe cast number ten, BC Guppy Part Two. I think that uh, you taking up two rambles. I think that's pretty cool. Like first guest, I think that's it. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what a treat that would be! It, even if, if I wasn't on the cast and I saw there was two Sebe casts in a week, I'd be like, "Oh damn, it's <laughs> time to like get that nightmare grinded" because I got something to listen to. Yeah, I think I think it, uh, I think it's worth just going straight to ten. Um, the nine point five will just confuse people. I feel like, well, so with the ten, but <laughs> yeah, it really will. It's gonna confuse somebody regardless. But um, Sebe cast number ten. Yep. Electric round two electric boogaloo featuring BC Guppy. <laughs> anyway, if you guys didn't notice, I am wearing this new prayer outfit. Um, this is the Zealots outfit. So Zealots helm, Zealots robe top, Zealots robe bottom, and Zealots boots. And I want to bring up real quick <clears throat> this literally just came out this morning. The Shades of Morton rework. I already talked about it in my ramble, so I'm not going to go into the details of it. But I want to hear BC Guppy's thoughts on it. He just woke up a little bit ago. He hasn't done it, I'm assuming. And uh, we'll yeah, I kind of just woke up. Uh, <laughs> I just saw like, like, like the first thing I see when I wake up is a, is you know, like people are getting the, the new prayer robes. Like there's a new update for the, for the Shades of Morton, which is cool by the way. Like that 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 content really needed to be addressed. It was. It was, uh, I don't want to say it was dead content, like, I mean, Iron Man were still going out there to get their Amulet of Damned or whatever for their, their clue steps, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just woke up, basically saw that the update was today, and I don't really know much about it, I know, like, Swamp Bark's been, like, pulled, like, ages ago, and it feels like, uh, it's only just now, like, finally being added to the game, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know much about it, but, yeah, I know, I know, uh, Sebe here, he does know, 
uh, about it now. At this point, he's already gone and delved into the content. And he, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about that a bit more? Yeah, I didn't actually talk about like kind of doing the content. It's pretty. I mean, it's the same same old Shades of Morton. The way you so the new keys are not silver; they're gold. So the gold ones kill the Urium or whatever shades. The new ones that are level 140, and it's the same exact thing you do. You just get your sacred oil, basic same way. Nothing's changed at the actual like shrine. Um, <clears throat> then you go down there, and then you can kill some fire shades. And then when you burn the fire shades, now you have a chance of getting a gold key. You still get silver keys, but you have a rare chance of getting not rare, just uncommon. Of getting a gold key, and then that gold key will open up the uh, the area to kill the Urium shades, and then you basically just do the same thing as you did previously, where you just kill a bunch of Urium shades. Use redwood logs. This time it has to be redwood logs with the sacred oil, and then you burn them, and then you start opening the chests down there. And the chest area is a lot nicer. It's all in one big square room, and it's not like you need to go through like those little four compartments like it used to be. Um. <laughs> Or like five compart. I don't even know. But you- yeah, it was annoying. You had to like examine the yeah. lock to see what color they were. It's pretty. It's pretty streamlined now, and it's very nice. And uh, what do you think of the new dungeon? I think it looks great. Like the look of it. Uh, they have these little like <sighs> something that kind of bothers me, and we kind of talked about it. Was I love the medieval look of the game. I think a cold one, and I really touched on it. But I really love the medieval look of the game, and when they start making everything kind of look more cartoony kind of bothers me a little bit it's not that bad but it kind of bothers me so they have these torches there and they're just though they're the torches with the like salts you know those like f salts test salts or whatever yeah they look like those just that weird triangle flame and it's just things look a little cartoony but it that's just kind of how the game's being designed nowadays like yeah we're at that weird like like the old screw inscape backup the uh, backup from 2007 RS2, like it, it was sort of in that transition stage. Yeah, like, you really had that was. RS, like that super medieval seeming environment in 2003, 2004, and then as the years went on, like around the 2007 mark, we were starting to get some really cartoony stuff. Like, like think like uh, I think one of the the latest quests to come out right before the backup was made was Grim Tales, like. You can look and just see like how goofy some of the stuff is in that quest, like like the boss fight, Glaude, like uh, you can you can tell that the the game was like a mishmash of of uh, medieval yeah. themes and like more cartoony themes, and and that sort of stuck around with old Scarunescape as well. It really has. We definitely have a mixture of it just everywhere, but the new stuff that's coming out is kind of making that mixture kind of fade away it's kind of it's getting a lot more cartoony now but there still is those classic gems everywhere just you see those doors that look like fucking you zoom up on them and you can just see the big fat pixels and it just looks oh yeah yeah, i know you were talking about that love that (laughs) the the super high res uh doors yeah (laughs) i love those um but uh you guys weren't you guys weren't even seeing my game. I was just showing the little outfits in my bank. But um yeah, so I got the swamp bark and blood bark. So basically the rewards are there's that new uh key for the chest or the for the um where is that thing at? This thing, the coffin. You can wear a coffin on your back now and it can hold fire shades and or it can hold all shades. It can hold twenty eight of them. So 
now when you're down there killing them you don't need to teleport out as often you can like hold an additional 28 which is pretty insane and then there's the prayer outfit people are speculating it's about one in a hundred i'm not sure about that per piece i spooned it if so (laughs) and then uh they have those tomes that you get and those tomes are basically like prayer scrolls where you read them and then you can learn how to make blood bark and swamp bark armor and then they have the fine cloth which is still how you make that and then but now you can make now you can craft your own split bark which is really cool you can just use a needle and thread with a piece of bark from a hollow tree in mauritania and then use the fine silk with it it's really cool. i really like that addition mm-hmm. it's nice yeah i like that and uh yeah that's pretty much it was just really exciting opening the chest because there's and you can get amulets of the damned and now there's like these zombies that can spawn so every like 15 i think it was like chests that i opened there was like just this level really low level zombie that would appear and you just kill it and it drops these weird bones i'm not, I'm not sure if they do anything they're just they look like normal bones they're just called something else i don't know if they're important or not i read up on that on the game update and you're supposed to like use the bones on, on an altar to charge it so you can pray at the altar or whatever but Inter- wait uh, really? yeah I, I don't know if okay. that's relatively useful or not interesting bleached bones that's what they're called well i saved them so we'll see what they do yeah, I'm not sure what those do yet. I'm still unaware what the outfit effects are. I know basically what they do. Do you know if the Swamp Bark armor is making it so just the Bind spells are getting longer? Or is it Ice Barrage it, too? It's just Entangle. God, imagine if it was Ice Barrage. Like, 30 second freezes, dude. Uh, and it wouldn't even make sense. Like, Swamp Bark is supposed to be like... You, you uh, imbue split bark with like nature into the nature altar yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's got That's like true. that sort of naturey uh theme going for it and entangle is like a like it's like a root it's not a freeze it, you root your opponent to the ground that's so, true that's true so the uh it's just meant to buff entangle um i guess i was i guess i was just surprised because i didn't understand that ice barrage was a 19 second freeze it's 32 yeah, apparently it was uh 19.2 yeah 19.2 it says here i had no idea i thought it was 15 for the longest time do you know how long uh entangle is yeah so it's it says entangle right here i'm looking at it is it was 24 ticks 14.4 seconds now it's 29 ticks with the full outfit which is 17.4 seconds so so still not quite up to like ice barrages yeah not quite but it's still good if you're using like you know, a harmonized staff out there PKing with Tome of Fire. You can just quickly switch on your Swamp Arc or whatever. Just already be wearing it. You get longer freezes. Um, we'll see, though. Probably for... I don't, I don't even know. And then the Blood Bark. This is the confusing part. Blood Bark says... Where is it? It says that it will buff Ancient Blood Spell effects. Blood Rush, Burst, Blitz, and Barrage. And then it says... It'll also give you an increased heal percentage of 1.5% per piece equipped, with a full set bonus of 32.5% hit points restore. What does that even mean? So Blood Barrage is, is, uh, or or not just Blood Barrage, but all the Blood Spells, they give you uh, healing, it's 25% of what you hit. So if you hit like like an 8, you heal 2. And with this set, it's 32.5%. Of what you hit instead. Oh. So it's almost like one in three uh, 
like uh, if you hit a three, you heal a one. Okay, that so makes a lot more sense. You explained that very well. <laughs> I was so. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I was I was seeing like the end. I was like, set bonus of thirty two point five percent hit points restore. I was thinking it was like you're passively like healing from wearing the hour. Like I was so confused. I thought like just wearing it was giving you like a higher just natural hit point restore. I'm so confused. I was tired when I was reading that. That's thanks for explaining that. That was confusing. No problem. No problem. But um, okay, yeah, and that was pretty much it. And then they have the tournament worlds open to test the buffs and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, how many uh, blood runes did it cost for the full set of Bloodmark? It was five hundred plus two, or it was. Let me see. It was five hundred for body and leg, so a thousand, thousand two. It was fourteen fifty, I think. Or, yeah, I think it was fourteen hundred fifty total for the whole. Fourteen hundred fifty. Yeah. Holy. Like one thousand four hundred fifty. Blood runes are already precious enough. Like I, I, I do not want to make that outfit. I do not think I could ever make any use of it. Yeah, I mean, I made it because looks. I mean, so I mean, one thousand four hundred fifty. Just in case you. Yeah, it's not that bad. It, it does look cool. Yeah. I I do like the look of it. I'll but never yeah, use but, it, but like it's just cool to have, I guess. I think just from a like a PVMers perspective, like the problem with it is that for the full set, you need like the helm and the gloves, which is like a big deal breaker because you can't use the Slayer helm and you can't use the Torn bracelet with yeah. this. I mean, uh, tech... oh, I mean, you you could still use like one or two pieces, yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's ever going to be worth it. Yeah, it's just strange. They're very niche. Both of them are very niche, and like, where in any PVM situation do you ever use bind spells? It would be really cool if you exactly. could bind the parasite in Nightmare, so it can't like heal. You had actual magic accuracy. I'm, that would be nice. Or I, yeah, I mean that, but I just, I just wish you could freeze the parasite with a bind spell. Because if you're going to be on that standard spell book anyway, it'd just be really cool to be able to bind the parasite, so you could just, you could strategically run to the other side of the room where nightmare isn't and then bind the parasite when it pops out of you and then you can just like focus on the pillars kind of and it can't do anything that would be really cool like, yeah. something like that but they've made it the, so it's the immune. parasite has more magic defense than it deserves like it's yeah. just a little tiny like low level parasite and and the thing's pretty tanky to mage like if you've tried to surge that before even with a harmonized staff you just splash a lot yeah it's strange um, and good luck uh, hitting it at all if you're not bringing like full ancestral, like like a full mage switch. Because oh yeah, if you're wearing like inquisitor's pieces like I do now, I wear you're not one. hitting. Yeah, you're not hitting. Yeah, and apparently it's immune to any freezing too. Like you can't freeze it. Uh, okay, I did not know that. That is really dumb. Like you can't even ZGS it. Nope. It's, it's immune really to being dumb. frozen. So that's why I was talking about like the binding. It would just be cool if the parasite could be bound. Shoutouts to uh, arbitrary restrictions of just things just yeah. mysteriously not working. Like, I know, I remember you bitching that you couldn't use Vengeance on Nightmare. Like, why? That's so dumb that yep. you can't use Vengeance on Nightmare. It's just arbitrary restrictions like yeah. that. Like, I, I'm really not a fan of it. Like, stuff like uh, Venonatus and Callisto just straight up immune to magic. Yep. Like, you cannot do <laughs> any damage. Yep. But but you can still vulnerability Callisto. So, uh, shoutouts to all of you uh, Iron Man out there using alts to lure Callisto to a self safe spot for you and getting like 50 kills an hour just uh using vulnerability luring it on an alt while you're just sitting there afking it yeah you know what i i always thought 
how cool it would be if Nightmare, if you could use a Ring of Suffering there. So you're getting past it. Like, if you could, like, get that recoil effect and you could get... Oh, it'd be so nice. I don't even think it does recoil damage. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can do any recoil or any uh, uh, any vengeance. And I just, I always thought how cool it would be to get a vengeance. Like, get get into, like, you know, an 80-man team and just vengeance down Nightmare. Like, <laughs> big time. Just doing huge fucking hit swats, you know? Like, on that topic, I, I I'm a bit sad that the scaling for Nightmare, like the the item drop rates are so scuffed. Like, so you scuffed. literally just basically can't get uniques in an eighty man. Like it's it's not it's not feasible at all. Yeah, it's just stupid. The drops are way too rare. Like, why not just like, like if you're gonna make the unique scale so like shittily, then just like delete all the HP scaling. Like, if you wanna exactly. if you wanna like two hit Nightmare with your eighty friends. And, and like have like one minute kills and like go for it dude thank god you have the same like i swear man scaling okay first of all i'm against scaling i realize that because of nightmare i'm against scaling in basically everything now because of nightmare like i understand where scaling works sometimes but seriously i got to the point where i was like dude if they just got rid of scaling bosses in every situation that would be awesome imagine like nightmare okay first of all tob for example why is tob scaled down so if you're in a five man it's scaled to a five man four man four man three man three man and then it doesn't go any lower than that so if you're gonna make it scale at least scale it down to a one man and if you're not gonna scale it just make all the scaling based around like a three man for example because then if you actually did a five man team it's actually worth it because you're just going through there quicker you know yep and uh yeah uh, would you even go so far as to remove the the player like the team size limit at top um depends like i i don't know what it would exactly do the thing with nightmare i know for ex- i know for a fact with nightmare just get rid of make every single time it be a one in a hundred drop rate and make all the hp the same if you want to run in there with 50 people you are just fucking annihilating it phases go by in like five seconds you know but I agree. but then you still I, have I a one in one in a hundred chance, or you have a one in five thousand chance to get a drop in your name. So that's the off. That's exactly how corp works, and that's beautiful. Like, in fact, corp's even more unfair because you have to have done the most damage to get the drop. At least in nightmare, you can have a chance at any damage you do, basically. So like, old school bosses have always been that way, where there is no scaling. You can go into God Wars with twenty people and just fuck the boss up, never take any damage, but you're gonna the natural the natural drop rate is going to like you know and the respawn time is going to hurt you the most i don't know i wish there was more bosses in the game that were mass friendly cuz i think masses are really cool like yeah. uh, <laughs> have you seen okay so wilderness bosses again like i'm just using them as an example cuz they're so shitty um wilderness bosses uh well, they were meant to be like group bosses on release but have you seen like what it what happens in like a venonatus mass where you have to have like your whole team <laughs> luring venonatus singles like you can't just like surround venonatus spawn and just hit it immediately as soon as it spawns because you'll do no damage because of the weird ass uh single combat damage oh yeah what's production. up with that like it's just so mass unfriendly because you just have to have your whole team basically literally death dotted in multi like <laughs> <laughs> and, and then what happens when a pkr just comes in and ice barrages the whole mass like yeah. like okay why why is there a damage reduction at venonatus and singles like why 
What? <laughs> Nobody fucking knows. It would be so much knows. better if you could literally just ki attack it on a spawn, like, you know. It's bad. You got anything to say on that? I, all I know is that I have a clip of me raging because I didn't understand at the time because I was so angry. I didn't understand that Venonatus had lured itself back into singles. And so I am hitting zeros, ones, twos, and threes. That's all I could hit. It's like this That's huge reduction. And so I was sitting there, and I was taking 50s to the face nonstop over and over and over. And I was just trying to finish the kill. Venonatus had like 5% health. I'm just like, okay, just finish the goddamn kill. I hit like 30 zeros in a row. Just couldn't do anything. I was fully potted. Cannon. Everything. Could not kill it. And then I eventually just died. Again. Like, that was like the second death. I was just fucking... I left. I just like ran out of my room. So was dumb, dude. So fucking pissed. And like, I don't understand it. Why is that even a thing? If if somebody, because I understood that that's how Venonatus worked. But imagine like you're a normal player. Where is that ever said? Like, where in the game would you ever just assume? Oh yeah, if it crosses this arbitrary tile, now it can't be damaged. Basically, like some you know average player think, goes out I think there. That's I think that literally is in the game, but it's in the weirdest, or well, not the weirdest, uh, it makes sense, but it's in one of the most obscure spots. I think if you get assigned a Venonatus task, they mention, like, you have to lure it into, into multi-combat oh, or something, really? otherwise it won't wow. deal much damage. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But, I mean, like, when are you going to get a Venonatus task? Like, like if, <laughs> if you were going to kill Venonatus on task, like, you're going to do it from, like, a spider task, and you're not going to get that info anywhere. Like, like they, uh... They really hide the info from you. Yeah, so if Jesus you're a new player, God. like yeah. like imagine uh, like the like the 2007 uh, mentality where you don't look at the wikis or yep. you just go in and like you learn stuff for yourself. Like like people will have to figure out that weird ass arbitrary shit at Venonatus. Is it's just uh I don't like stuff like that. Me like, neither. Just uh, if if you, if Jags really wants to make uh, Venny multi by like making you lure into multi like just to uh, extend the multi line yeah. a little bit so that just like, let it, just let it spawn, spawn is halfway in multi and halfway in singles so you can still kill it in singles if you want yeah well why would you ever kill it in singles though that's the question can't, you can't well, it, like what is the reason why there even is a singles do people actually go into singles i mean besides that weird crossbow method where you can have it in multi and you in singles but like when, does anybody ever actually kill it in singles? Well, not not while well, there's the damage yeah. reduction effect in the plot and uh, being applied. So, what was the point of ever having it in singles in the first place? Like, why why is Venonatus spawn in singles? It's so strange. Did they just fuck it's it so up strange. and then made that arbitrary restriction and just didn't change the root problem of it, like that it spawns in singles? <laughs> Like I don't understand. I feel like Jagex like they just had no tools at the time yeah. when those wildy bosses were made. They just were like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> moving a multi-line is engine work." Like, like I could just picture them uh, on the Q and A like back in like 2014. Like, all right, sorry guys, yeah. this is how it is. It's like it's not even. It. It's not even that. It's just move Venonatus over to the multi-line. Like, why? Like, what is? Even that would be like it would be a simple solution. It wouldn't even require engine work. Or anything no, like that. Like, there's no conceivable reason so that could have been done. <laughs> and then Callisto bothers me that you can't. It's immune to any magic. Yep. Except for vulnerability, but that's just that's another thing. I really wish the Thamarin Scepter had a use, and it was. I almost kind of wish it was a charge staff, and then it was good against Callisto or something. 
but uh, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, like just just anything to make that that stupid staff like useful in some way would be cool. Yeah. It's really bad. Like I, I have no idea what you would even do to fix it though. Like like uh, like I, I I did some DPS calcs on Chaos Ellie, and you can't use the scepter because it's really accurate. Uh, but you need, like, Max Mage to do it, and good luck bringing Max Mage into the wilderness. Yeah, no, it's the same thing with Lava Dragons. Technically, the best DPS against Lava Dragons is Max Mage with... Uh, actually, I think a Harmonize out damages it now. But it used to be a Thamarin Scepter was... I'm not actually sure what the DPS difference of a Thamarin's and a Harmonize Staff. I'm pretty sure Harmonize Staff's just better, though. Just because it has... Yeah, that, that tick speed increase yeah. is, is crazy busted. Yeah, but I uh I don't know how you would fix the Marin Scepter. Like you'd have to make it really good to the point where it's worth bringing those like that Revenant Ether into the wilderness. Like you have to make it like crazy good compared to like a Trident or a Sang, which is completely risk-free. Yeah, no, nah, they You have to really make it worth it. I almost feel like they would just have to make it a charge staff and it just shoots out ether. Like Ethers, I think cool. you you wouldn't even use runes, but that would be the only way. But then people would complain that it's no risk besides just the ether. But that's that's the other two weapons. The only risk is just the ether. Why not make it just a charge thing where you just shoot these ether balls out of it, and it's good against it's a lava fair amount dragons. of ether that you have to risk too. Like uh, like the minimum amount you can put in yeah, a, a weapon at the start is a thousand. Yeah, I mean there still is risk, and I think that would just be perfect because, and then make that good against Scorpia. And lava dragons, boom! Now you have a weapon that actually has a use because right now it's just crossbow lava dragons or trident them. Like, do you have uh, all three of the rev weapons? Yeah, that is nice, dude. I'm jealous. I I, can't, I basically can't get those weapons now uh, in the current state of rev caves. Why do you? I, say I know that? killing revs are nice, but uh, and and you can actually kill them self sufficiently on an iron, which you could not do oh, previously. Yeah. Like you needed the cartel to protect yep. you. Uh, not even to yeah, protect like you, you are, just needed just it to like kill them. Or... Like You needed it to not get fucked up. It wasn't even like protection, it was just, you need them yeah. so they don't fuck you up. Like, <laughs> yeah. You gotta pay the mafia. Yeah, that's pretty fucked protection up. Protection money. I'm very glad that grind's over. I'll never get it in my collection log. Like, my collection log will always just be empty, because I'm, there's no way I'm going back to like get those. Yeah, you know how I feel with like... 80% of the bosses in the game that have already finished yeah like because Fuck the my account mode. is so old like I've I've been I, I've I've long since finished stuff like uh like Cerberus like just <laughs> I, I maybe I'll go back for like a pet hunt in the future but yeah like like the collection log uh that, that in itself is a whole nother topic we could discuss is how the collection log uh doesn't retroactively apply uh, Mod Rock uh, randomly said somebody asked, and Mod Rock's answer was, "There were items that were illegally obtained at one point for Iron Man, and that would ruin the collection log." What the fuck did that even mean? <laughs> like he literally said that there was like items that Iron Man got, like basically through bug abuse. It sounded like, and then, and that if you could just use those items, then it would ruin like. I was so confused, and that was his answer. He just moved on. Like the real answers, I think it just comes down to competition with mains. That mains would just freak the fuck out if Iron Men were able to have all these free items in their collection log, and mains had to work for them. Because there's no way for mains to 
be able to use the retroactively yeah. apply stuff yeah and so i think that was the only reason is that it's unfair for mains even though iron man arguably <laughs> have it funny way thing harder to say, like how the tables have turned yeah. it's unfair for mains now i know it's so it's so silly when they're like the game caters to iron man's like dude the game fucking caters to everyone okay like the game caters toward mains way more than it ever caters towards like irons like i know the game gets easier but it gets easier for everybody and so like when people like freak out and say iron man update or something it's like dude there are so many are, like... actually you know okay you know what on that topic uh i i i have a topic from a friend uh that i i want to get get uh get to like right now like Go while we're it. on the iron man thing um so Layden asks Stop catering to irons. You decided to be wheelchairs, so, uh, so we're we're already talking about this basically. Where like, there are people that complain like, oh, Iron Man is a challenge game mode. It should, we shouldn't be cater. You know, you chose to li- to limit yourself. Uh, but uh, like like at the beginning, Iron Man was definitely like a challenge game mode. Like it was fresh at the time. Yep. Like like rewind all the way back to 2014 where the game mode's just out and you have like these big uh you know these big uh runescape streamers like bodie wooks uh going on iron man like or i don't know if bodie was on iron because i know he did his one man army series i don't know if he ever like did iron man on release but i know wooks did because because wooks kind of like got me into the game like like uh i think a few days before i even made my old screenscape account uh, I was watching Wook soloing Bandos on his Iron Man, and uh, wow. like I just looked at that. I'm like, wow, this game actually takes skill. Like maybe this is something I want to get into, so that I could also be as good at the game as him. Um, that that is another topic entirely. But but yeah, like the Iron Man used to be a challenge game mode. Uh, I don't really think people consider it as a challenge game mode anymore. I think people more see it as a play style than anything else. Uh, maybe maybe Ultimate Iron Man is is now the challenge game mode. Uh, but Iron Man is more of a playstyle these days, and and it is a very sizable chunk of the player base. Like, like you can't add updates and then just say like, oh, whoops, we forgot Iron Man exists. Uh, yeah. Sorry, this is a this doesn't cater to you. Like, it's just hard. Like going on that topic, like it's hard to even. I I can't even have a real proper argument because I've never really tried to like word it properly but i do address it yeah like i I have never had to address it so it's just kind of this thing where people say oh iron man get updates that are catered toward them but it's like dude there are updates that come out specifically for mains that fuck up iron man mode for example chaos alter in theory, oh, yeah. it's just a nice way to save money on bones and go out in the wilderness and risk saving money. But Iron Man fucked the game mode up, like, big time. Because now it's you don't do prayer anywhere else. You do it in the wilderness, and it's double. It's double time, basically. It's like you're literally... It is just so busted. It's the same thing with, like, bounty hunter stuff that comes out. What are you going to do if you're just going to ignore... If the argument is... Just ignore Iron Man and make the game revolved around mains and then let Iron Man just do whatever is in the game. Like, Bounty Hunter and shit comes out, and then there's, like, Iron Man abusing that, where it's just, like, where do you draw the line? So, I'm, like, these are... Obviously, there's updates that come out, for example, like Sandstone Grinder. The game is catered toward Iron Man 
in certain ways. And that's because a lot of the community is Iron Man now. But like, there's so many things. Like when the game first came out, if you really didn't want to cater toward Iron Man, Iron Man mode would have been so busted because you have to cater toward Iron Man in a way that nerfs Iron Man. Because the same way you would buff Iron Man, you have to cater toward Iron Man to nerf it. It's, just, it's like those, you know, when everyone used to hop charters for crafting. It used to be like you could just sell shit on your main over to it. And then... That was so dumb. Yeah, like you could do that kind of shit. And they had to address it. And that's catering toward Iron Man as an update. They're taking dev time to fix that. And so it goes both ways where they have to make nerfs and buffs for Iron Man. They don't have to make any buffs, um, but... Going on a little tangent here, uh, so you used to be able to sell stuff on your main to, to shops, right? Yeah. To like buy on your iron. Uh, did you know that actually still exists in some places in the game? Yeah. In fact, I checked out one. There's a the Arceus General Store. I think sells fifty blood runes. They're fucking expensive as hell, but that that is a shared shop. That's like I think the last shop that you can actually sell and buy bloods over to from a main. I, I didn't know about that general store. That's uh, really fascinating. Um, but but I wanna I wanna teach you something that I learned uh, like very recently. Um, do you know the adventure supply shop in Narda? Uh no, I don't think I've ever been there. So that shop, uh, it's known for selling a rune chain, a uh, rune plate legs, and a rune plate skirt. And uh, the interesting thing about that shop. Uh, is that it buys those items for over high elk price, like uh, like the old uh, Karamja store. Really? Um, but the problem is that uh, first of all, the, this shop is not instance for like irons and mains, so they they all share the same stock, and like there's so many bots that sell to that store, uh, and every time uh, someone sells a rune chain to like the the, the, to the store they, they do get over high elk for it but that rune chain basically stays in the shop for like two hours Jesus so Christ. what you can do what you can do and i don't know if this is worth it to some people but you can unethically like you can buy those rune chains out yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on a main and then sell them to your iron so you you buy like you buy all three of the rune items on your main uh until they're all one in stock and then you sell one of each on your iron if you have like rune chains on you, like rune plate skirts. And then you just repeat, like you just buy those uh, uh, those items you just sold on your iron on your main. How much more then, is it though? Is it only like five or ten percent, or is it like significantly more? It's uh, so I think high elk is sixty percent of an item's value, and I believe this shop is sixty five percent. Okay. So if you were to like unethically sell your rune chains and and do this like without you don't even have to hop worlds or anything you just buy yeah all you the would stuff just click against or just shift click your basically yeah. you're making uh, like pretty good GP per hour like I think this is something that maybe low level irons would do if they had uh, a lot of like rune chains somehow or or like some weird route where they rush you know mining and smithing and yeah. then they have like 99 mining super early and they have a bunch of rune ore from motherwood mine they can just make like a whole bunch of uh rune skirts and rune legs an equal amount and then sell them to the store and granted it costs a fortune uh for your main because oh main yeah is, uh, no it's is buying all those items for like extortionate prices yeah no it was the same thing where like I think the rogues then I think if you have 99 thieving I think it's shared between mains and irons that's true um, that's correct and so what I wanted to do 
is I just wanted to sell five air battle staves or whatever I have a huge chunk of. Sell five, buy five, sell five, buy five on my main and on my Iron Man, you know? And just do it super fucking quick. Like, just spam back and forth, sell five, That'd buy five. That'd be an insanely fast way to uh, to liquidize Oh, items. yeah. I had no but idea it's ex- that you could do that there. It's extremely expensive because that goes for high alk price for anything you sell there. Obviously, if you sell five, it's about 93%. But it's like, if you can liquidize an five entire XP. thing. But you would have to have a bank that's, or a main that's filthy rich, though. Because you're, you're buying air battle saves for, like, nearly 20k i think once they're sold there for like only 9k so it's a big waste but if you were seriously dedicated to just iron man only and you had unlimited money on your main that's a really good way to just clear out items very fucking quick stuff like that needs to get fixed like or, like it definitely needs to get fixed yeah. the, the fact that that trade-off even exists is really silly yeah like uh like back in the day now we're talking about like iron man morals and like like what the game modes turn into nowadays but but uh like back back uh when iron man first came out they were so harsh on like they really didn't want even the slightest things abused oh, on yeah. iron man. it was it was such a you know protected game mode at the time like uh people were getting de-ironed for like buying gems yeah no, and like it's just sad. Like, they, where they actually it... monitored stuff like that back then. When did now it that, stop? Nowadays, like, look at what's going on in the catacombs. Look at what's going on in the corp nightmare. Dude, people used it, to. It's f- out of control. People used to flame um, Lowlander for alting on his iron to oh, get yeah. God War oh, stuff. Yeah. Dude, every fucking person alts now. It's it's just like crazy. It's like it's like <laughs> it's just silly that everyone hated him so much for doing that. But now everyone just fucking does that. And now it's getting to the point where people are screaming that they don't want it to be taken away from them. Because, <laughs> like, no, like, seriously. And I understand where they're coming from because now they enjoy the game with alting. And I can imagine why. Because it makes the game fucking easier. People say, oh, it's more challenging to have an alt. It's only challenging to get an alt to that level. But as soon as you have it, it makes the whole game way fucking easier. And better XP rates. Like, in almost every situation. So it's like using an alt the argument is it's more effort more reward but it's really not more effort more effort is fucking throwing manually throwing darts at your neck reels and then running <laughs> over and over and trying to burst them. that's more effort and it's tedious as fuck and that was oh, yeah. that was the original intention of iron man mode it's a tedious game mode you have to do everything yourself and yeah like fucking harp chargers you want to get your crafting level up go fucking hop chargers and compete with a bunch of people like that are going to do it like that was iron man used to be so beautiful when it was like about being a solo game mode and now it's just people it's just crazy because everyone alts nowadays it feels like well not everyone jagus just lets people do whatever they want nowadays just uh like they cater to irons maybe a bit too much now like they just let shit like this fly uh just like to make people like I don't know, like stay with the game more. Um, yeah, I, I used to, I used to be a hardcore like no, like no alting at all. Um, and then I found something really dumb. Like, like the the thing that got me into alting, and, and I don't, I don't alt like everything. I'm not a hardcore alter even right now. But the thing that got me into alting was, so I killed a whole bunch of Orcath, and I had a whole bunch of like all the different colors of dehides, right? And I needed to tan them, and the best way to tan dehides is in the crafting guild but the dumb thing is you know i'd already know you know about this but 
that tanner at the in the upstairs of the crafting guild like that little room like that tanner can seriously like it can be like in the corner of the room and it takes like a year to get to because you have to go around all of this like random shit in the room or it could be right at the staircase so you go up the staircase you tan you instantly go back down if the tanner is there and it's incredibly simple just to have an alt like literally fresh off of tutorial island like you just sign up make an account get a bond and then you go a brown get, like 40 crafting you just have to cut like a whole bunch of gems yeah. and you just bring an alt in there you have it talk to the tanner so that it doesn't randomly like wander around and you just have your alt just sitting there yeah. just doing nothing and the tanner fresh stays off of there tutorial forever. island like takes 30 minutes to set up straight from account creation mind you and and yeah, the, it keeps the tanner right at the staircase, and it just expedites the it's process. It's painful as hell to not do that. And I, like yeah, I, it's again, awful. I say, like, I'm not a perfect example of alting. I've used alts. Like, I use alts for that. Um, I use alts. Well, I used I used to pay people a mill for a dragon impling. So I'd have all these people scouting dragon implings, and I'd pay them a mill off my other account to take it. Like, I'm not a perfect example, but I'm saying, like, and again, I'm not going to be a perfect example if nothing gets changed because the same thing with Corp. I'm not going to do that solo if I can save 700 hours potentially by not by by using two alts basically like Exactly. And so if they do something about it, I feel like the majority of people will actually be okay with it because as long as everybody has to do that, it kind of makes it feel like okay, this is now the way. But when and that is that doesn't even have to be as a competitive standpoint. It's just the fact of if somebody else can do this in an easier way with using an alt, I'm going to start doing it. And then everyone's starting to do it. But if every if if somebody didn't do it, it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to do it because it's probably against the rules and let's just let me not do that. So it's like, it's not all about competition where, oh, this is going to save you time. It's like, it's just... It would be nice if even if just on the Jagex code of conduct or, or actually that's that's not that's not it. Um, maybe not against the rules, but just have it so like like if you were like alting, you have a chance to get de-iron. Like just just have some sort of statement by Jagex saying, okay, if you're alting, then we might ban you, and that would like that would ward off a lot of people from, oh, yeah. from alting stuff. And uh, just letting the little things like the crafting guild Tanner go would be fine, I think. Uh, but yeah, like when it gets out of control and you have two alts becking court for you, it, 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 uh, it really makes you question like why you're playing Iron Man in the first place. Yeah. Like you're playing a self-sufficient game mode. Like what you're doing essentially is just like, it has nothing to do with the, the game mode that you're playing. It's so sad that and, we've gotten uh, to this point it's where it's actually, you're arguing with other Iron Men that are. There's there's legitimately Iron Men, and I'm friends with them. Like I'm not. This isn't something to like ruin a friendship over. But there's seriously Iron Men that are seriously pissed at me for advocating that we get rid of Iron Man alting because they play the. That's just how they play the game now, and they do everything with alts. And if they take away that, that's like taking away their fun. And I understand that because I related it. I already related it in a previous Sabe cast to tick manipulation. People could argue, oh, that's a bug and it shouldn't be in the game, but I love it. And if you remove that charm from the game, I, I'd fucking probably like think of quitting because just getting rid of the game and making everything like Winter Todd and everything like Zolcano would just be the most depressing thing ever. And getting rid of alts is something I kind of can relate it to that, where I don't want to take away people's fun, but at the same time, an Iron Man is supposed to be a self sufficient game mode. Like, 
Jesus Christ, why are we, like, arguing over this? We literally signed up for Iron Man to play a self-sufficient game mode. Just sad. It's uh, it's become a lot more casual these days. And then there's people, and, uh, like, using services on their account. No punishments that, whatsoever. That's a whole other topic entirely. Like, like, I really don't get that mentality at all. Like, like, why do people, like, pay to have uh, grinds done for them? Like, like, why not just, I don't know, not play the game? That's like, what they're doing. Not playing the game. Getting shit done. <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, but, yeah, like, like you don't play... Uh, or how do i want to phrase this like you know um the grind is the game in runescape i feel and if you remove that grind then like you remove the game like you you have nothing to really like i don't know look forward to like like you you're not uh doing something like 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 imagine you're getting into the game for the first time and you're just like training fishing and you're looking on the wiki while you're just afk fishing like like oh wow look at all these bosses dude like like look at his cows like holy crap he's got a combat level of 1400 he's such a badass like i wonder if i'll ever someday kill it like you know like you don't have those things to look forward to if you can just like all right i'm just gonna buy a max main account like and then you just go and do it like there's no build-up to it right yeah. like there's no progression at all and and uh, that progression is what validates uh, the rest of the game. It, it, it what's, uh, puts everything uh, relative to each other. Yeah, it's kind of sad that account sharing was always technically against the rules. I mean, they would say, we do not suggest you account share. I, I can't quote the like terms of service or whatever, but it's basically like, don't account share. And if you do, like... You're risking your fucking accounts might get stolen and other shit like that. But now it's just, oh, you can account share as long as you're not competing. And now it's getting to the point where you can basically compete and account share. Like there's people that are going for post 99 XP using services. But as long as they're not in like, you know, the top 200 or something, the 200 mil all, they're not technically competing because there's, you know, who cares? So what's the definition of competing? What's the definition of account sharing? What's the definition of buying an infernal cape? If infernal cape, infernal cape argument is is so is probably the strongest. I feel I really agree with you there. Where like, why do they have such a special stance on infernal capes? Like, and then just like the rest of the game, like completely, uh, like okay, like you can have your friend do stuff for you, but but if it's the infernal, oh no, that that's our, you know, that's our, that, that, that's that was like a that's more recent line, update yeah. that we want to, uh, uh, like police and make sure people aren't uh, having their friends get infernal capes because we want to. Uh, infernal cape to show that you're a gamer like what are they gonna do with combat achievements dude like yep everything has to be are, are they gonna level. are they gonna do any sort of uh banning on account sharing in that case because uh like you like services are gonna pop off having people doing grandmaster challenges oh yeah no other. and that's the thing where are you gonna draw the line this time like you have to either make it all legal or all illegal so what are you gonna decide because you can't keep deciding what like certain things because yeah combat achievements grandmaster all those things are gonna be services like they're gonna be very tough and they literally say in the blog if you thought inferno was the hardest thing you're mistaken you know now it's like i, I don't even care if it's uh you, you you uh ban everything or you don't ban everything like, like like i don't even care if everything's allowed as long as they have a consistent yeah that's what it, i you know? feel like just make everything legal make everything serviceable there boom like but I would be happier with that, yeah. honestly. And it would make it so it's not like 
I don't know, because like fire capes have always been legal to buy. Why was it such a big deal for an infernal cape? Like, I understand what they mean, but like you can literally share an, a friend's account that has a max infernal cape and be completely fine. But as soon as it's on yeah, your that's even account. Sillier. Yeah. So infernal cape on your account, like, uh, it, and someone else got it for you, that that's not okay. But if you're playing someone else's account that has an infernal all cape, all the time, okay. and like, they quit the game. That's so dumb. Yeah. And, and they play that's their so account dumb. all the time. Like, there's streamers that play a maxed Infernal Cape. They have never maxed in their life. They've probably never even gotten, like, 50 RC ever. And they're playing a maxed account with an Infernal Cape, and they've never done any PVM. They just PK all the time. Not name yeah, a name. It just takes but... away that progression from the game. And, and it's uh... not even about taking away their own individual progression. But, like, why are you going to ban people that do it in a different sense? But it's still the same thing, you know? Like, they still have an Infernal Cape. They're playing all the time. What would be the it serious no difference? I don't know. Yeah, account sharing, like in my opinion, all of it should be bannable. Like, I agree. Actually, there is some. There is the argument that it's like, you know, uh, little Timmy wants to play on his brother's account for a little bit just to help his brother like level his fishing to fifty or something. Like, like really like low uh, low profile account sharing examples like that that I don't really think should be bannable. Like, I think there might still need to be some sort of a casual uh no i think it uh, should be bannable i I think it should be bannable but here's the thing it's like you can't know if somebody's account sharing especially when you're just actually on their own computer like shout outs to parsec yeah no that's what i'm saying like so you can ban this shit but it can't be perfectly enforced regardless in any situation so but you can still make it bannable it's the same thing like with the iron man alting they can ban you if you're iron man alting same with windows or same with auto hotkeys it's like you can use it and you probably won't get banned but if we do catch you you're risking getting banned because we've made it a rule so make it a rule to not account share you can probably still account share all the time and not get banned because you won't get caught but still make it bannable so people won't do it yeah exactly like i don't know it's just really sad the alting thing would be really cool if they made that a rule i know people would fucking hate me but if you are caught alting and it's clear evidence that you're alting with your Iron Man, using any sort of other account to help progress you, even that tanning situation is kind of interesting because there's so ma- there are so many different scenarios in which you can be helped. So many little yeah, just the smallest stuff. Yeah, that, like the holding the crafting guild tanner is the perfect example yeah. of just like like it really uh, makes you wonder if it's still self sufficient if you make a second account fresh off a of tutorial island and you know like you, you could even play that account like an Iron Man and then get that to the crafting guild and then you're still self sufficient in a way because because you you still did everything yourself. But but that's arguing uh, the same thing with Iron Man alting with Corp. Oh, I did everything myself. It's my own Iron Man account. I, I do I have to respect the people who like make a second Iron Man and then they go do bandos and they go get their, themselves a second Dragon Warhammer like that grind is awful by the way they they go and get all these things and then and then they just just for the sole purpose of speeding up Corp on their main like like I I gotta respect people who who do that though like that's that's a lot of effort to to get like an Iron Man Corp alt from scratch. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll respect it because it's a lot of effort to put in, but at the same time, it shouldn't be allowed because you're... It, it is pretty silly, yeah. yeah. Because then you could just sit, use that argument for every single thing. You could use it for Slayer Alting. It's like, I have a main account that I worked on a lot, and now it's going to help me with 200 mil Slayer and just 
lure everything. <laughs> like you can have that argument, and that's the people. That's what it. people's arguments are. And like, I don't know. It's just tough because it had. I don't want to take away people's fun, guys. I don't want to be the bad guy, but I also want the game mode to stay pure. Like, I want it to be a self-sufficient game mode and any form of alting. Even if it's your own alt, it should still not be allowed. My That's my opinion, guys. My opinion. And I think my opinion shared with a lot of others, but I know there are some others that fucking hate me for it. Anyway, um, let's get into the Archaeus spellbook. Uh, well, actually, here we're gonna go. I want to. I want to talk about you now uh, about your origin. BC oh yeah, Guppy. I'm but, really excited but, to talk about that. But beside, but before that, um, I need to pee already. So let's take. Oh really? Let's t- okay. Let's well, just take a. Quick... I don't need to pee at all. Okay. I, I'm just. Uh, I'll just wait for you. I'll be back in like 45 seconds. One sec. Sounds good. All right. I am Welcome back, back King. <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. So tell me, what what is the origins of BC Guppy? Alright, so the uh the, the first uh part of this well I guess it, I guess this is a whole new cast by itself at this point. But uh uh the comment section of Sebe Cast Nine, I saw some of the comments already. Uh one of them was who? Who? <laughs> who is BC Guppy? Who is this guy? Literally, who I don't know. Like you, you premiered the, the, uh, the cast on your on your Twitch. Uh, by the way, follow Sebe on Twitch if you haven't already. Uh, dude's a legend. Thank anyway, you uh, so uh, people in the in the uh, Twitch chat during the premiere was like, "Who? Who is this guy?" And there's like a lot of people who still don't know who I am. Like, because the past like like five or six Sebe casts were all streamers, and and I'm not a streamer myself. So, so um, we'll go over a, a bit uh, about who I am. Um, hey guys, I'm BC Guppy, by the way. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go all the way back. Like we're gonna go to 2003 when I first started playing the game. Like we're gonna go all the way back, and, and this is the era. Like you know, like I was still I was like in third grade, dude. I was like nine years old, and the, the, like keep in mind the era, like like. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were all oh, rage yeah. on the playground. Blue eyes, white dragon. You know, people playing. Uh, oh yeah, like I, I got scammed <laughs> for some for some Yu-Gi-Oh cards back then, dude. I was I was such a poor and innocent uh, young boy at the time. Like the kids, kids back then, like like eight year olds, nine year olds, so deceitful. Like they're already learning oh, how to scam yeah. people out of their Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Just straight blatant <laughs> liars too. Uh, the yeah, our school. Uh, our school banned uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards like I think a year after uh, they started getting big because the scamming was getting out of control and and the kids were like crying at home like to their parents like mom mom Billy scammed me out of my blue eyes white dragon <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it caused a lot of uh, crying it, it, it's funny um, but anyway like consider the era like Yu-Gi-Oh was Yu-Gi-Oh cards were big back then like. Uh, uh, people were playing like Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire on their Game Boys, but but uh, back then, like the the if you were a real gamer, you played Flash games. Flash games were huge back then, and the website that like one of the most popular websites for uh, playing Flash games, Mini Clip. 
miniclip.com let's fucking go miniclip.com dude and i was in like grade three i think i was eight or nine years old at the time and we had these uh computer classes like like they'd get like the 30 kids in my like little grade three class to to learn about computers and like we we'd basically like I don't even remember if it was there was anything constructive at all or if it was literally like 30 minutes of just free time but yeah like we were allowed to like browse the internet and uh miniclip was like one of the most popular websites that uh like my classes sort of like learned like oh my god this is really cool like there's like club penguin uh heli attack dude do you remember heli, heli attack too man the one where oh, you can like yeah. go under the little ledge or whatever and then just hide under there basically <laughs> oh dude flash games were so quirky dude, you, you had ever all those kind of bugs bush shootout dude bush shootout oh my god the one with bush john Kerry and shit the or was it that takes me back i'm trying to think how it worked but yeah Bush shootout, man. Jesus Christ. That was like one of the greatest but, games. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you had all these people playing all these different Flash games. Like, like I think if you were to look at every single person in that computer lab that was playing a, a game, uh, you would see, like, half of them were on Miniclip or, like, maybe, like, some of them were on, like, Newgrounds. Like, you always had that edgy kid that, that was on Newgrounds. But, uh, anyway, like, like Miniclip was huge back then. And, and uh, what what popular mmo was on miniclip can you guess runescape trust me that's oh, where yeah. i was introduced as well oh yeah runescape was like the i think club penguin was actually more popular i think that was first but but at, at some point i'm sure runescape was the number one game on miniclip oh yeah. so like there was a couple of us in our class that were playing runescape and like there was there were some of the kids in the class that would like they would go around they wouldn't even be on the computer they just go around like seeing what people were up to on the computer like like uh, and and some of them were playing RuneScape, and like people would ask, like, "Hey, what's that? that this is RuneScape. Like, this is uh, like you just go around in this uh, big world." And and uh, what really captivated me at the time was that your progress saved. Like, the thing about like playing flash games in a computer lab is like, like you're on thirty different computers. There's no way to like save your progress on a game that you're playing. Yep. But RuneScape was different. Your progress stayed, and even me, like eight or nine years old like i was really uh, curious in that like progression like you could level your stats i i didn't realize like it would be like a multi hundred hour grind to get 99s at the time like i thought like oh yeah you know like, like i'll just use a cheat engine and then get all my levels to 99 right away because that's how flash games work yeah. but anyway like the year is 2003 like runescape is starting to get a lot more popular like in just in this computer lab class that i had and as a result, like, I have a whole bunch of IRL friends still that play RuneScape, or that they used to play RuneScape, or they know what RuneScape is. And I'm, I'm actually kind of grateful for that, because cause, uh, I, I talk to, to other people from, like, the United States and stuff, like, various states, and I ask them, like, do you have any uh, IRL friends that play the game? And a lot of them say no. But RuneScape really hit my school hard, like, like big time. Like, everyone in my school basically knew what RuneScape was at the time. And I still talk to some of the people I I went to like even elementary school mo mostly like high school nowadays but uh, yeah uh, all, all my uh, IRL friends have at least heard of RuneScape and a lot of them play um, like some of them are like gamers dude like some of them have a uh, two thousand total like awesome Iron Man accounts uh, and uh, so yeah two thousand and three. Uh, RuneScape hit my school hard, but I was never, uh, I was never like that big into RuneScape. Like, I, I'd play uh, pretty casually, like off and on. Like, uh, 
I, I did make an email account like way back then and and I I really enjoyed like talking to like my brother and and my friends about like how strong like Jad was like like oh my god 702 combat and and back then I thought like to fight something you had to have like an equal combat level to it to have a chance Shit. but that's that's how my kid mind yeah. thought so I was like how do you kill something that's 702 combat and, and and it really captivated me, like like thinking about like all, like what the game could be if I had all these stats, all all, all like uh, like what would happen if I had a whip, you know, like like oh my god, a whip was was like the the pinnacle of of RuneScape back in the day. Like if you had a whip, you were a gamer. A whip know? and a boater, dude. It was all about the fucking boater, <laughs> dude. Cavaliers, cavalier, yeah, cavaliers so with flare trousers. I think it was flare trousers they'd wear with their whip and their little like obby shield or something like that was like oh dude obby shield like 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 by the by the uh peak of my rs2 career like i was king champion i had d med on granite body d legs obi shield combat bracelet glory everything you could think of obi cape king i was king champion dragon longsword by the way i never got a d skin <laughs> i never completed monkey madness because i was always scared that i'd lose all my shit yeah and you could and back then you could like if you died like all your shit would just drop to the floor and you had th like two or three minutes to pick it up and uh, the game was like relentless back then like I was always like scared as a kid because because there was no uh, there there weren't wikis there weren't quest guides God if you look today and look and see what quest guides have evolved into have you seen the the quest helper plugin for Runelite I've seen Holy somebody shit. use it I saw Puggin was using it for Song of the Elves that was disgusting it's it's absolutely crazy I I watched my uh, my friend. Uh, go through the uh um he was doing dragon slayer 2 with the quest helper plugin and he was going through like you know the the maze dungeon in karamja that you have to go through or sorry in the karazi jungle yeah, yeah, yeah. uh he, like you go in there with the quest helper plugin it just has like arrows just showing you like throughout the whole maze like like it it uh, you just go you follow the the line basically and you get to the end like it's that simple and uh, it's crazy how much uh, quest help uh, has evolved over the years. But anyway, like back then, like there weren't really like any quest guides. I mean, there were, but they were pretty obfuscated by by the internet. Like it's hard to find resources like that back then. And and everyone was like trash at the game. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> everyone was. Uh, way worse at the game than they are today like like efficiency we didn't know anything about efficiency back then like we just thought like the more you played like the more your sets would go up and that was that like the, that was the only correlation it's not like the more effort you put in the more xp you're getting like i, I don't understand how uh the player base had that mentality at the time like it felt like the people playing were all like in their teens or like super young and nowadays like old school runescape has a player base of like people are usually around the ages like between 20 and 25 and and we all know like i'd say more 20 to 30 at this point there's a lot of people oh yeah I, I know now. a couple of my boomer friends that play the <laughs> yeah. game too i wouldn't even say 20 but... anymore i'd say 22 to 30 like jesus <laughs> christ dude but anyway, yeah, like the year is two thousand and three. But uh, when I when I first started playing, but I I was never good at the game. Like uh, I uh, I I was always interested in in what new updates were coming out, though. Like uh, 
Like I, I know, if, like I was really excited to learn about Jed and how crazy he is. Like Maxitive ninety eight, dude. Like you know how scary that is. Like being like eight, like nine years old, thinking like, oh my god, Jed can one shot you, even if you're like ninety nine HP. That's just uh, crazy that you were so into PVM at the time, or not not into PVM at the time, but just curious about monsters, dude. Me, I was just like. I just want money, and I would chop you trees and shit. Like, I never thought of... I didn't know what fucking monsters were. I just thought it was, like, kill men and women in Varrock and get, like, three coins each and, like, build up a fucking bank from that. Like, I seriously didn't know shit. So, Mr. Sebe, I heard you were a miner. I know. I was a woodcutter, and I didn't understand oh, how people... Oh, a woodcutter. Yeah, I, was, I was the woodcutter. People would... I remember the miners, though. They'd all go to Fowley East Bank and go down the little staircase to the little coal spots and stuff. But I never, ever understood the desire to go mine. I thought mining was the stupidest, most depressing thing. Woodcutting gang, man. I was fishing gang. I was a big fisher. I loved fishing lobsters, dude. It was the best. I had an IRL friend that would fish lobsters. He he would run. He would teleport to Falador, run to the east bank, deposit his lobsters, run all the way down to Port Sarum, take the boat, to Karumja and then fish lobsters, another inventory, and then teleport to Falador. <laughs> but he thought he was so efficient because he was teleporting to Falador, which honestly, like, probably was efficient for the time. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, I just, nah, I just chopped my, my humble yew trees. Were you a flax picker? Nope, never picked flax. I was a big flax picker. Dude, I, I literally flick, f- picked flax just to, like, be able to afford dragon uh, legs at some point uh, you know what's funny back then i remember i fondly remember dragon plate legs were like 800k and a dragon plate skirt was 200k and i thought the skirt was girly so i didn't want to buy the skirt even though it was like a quarter of the price i wanted the legs dude to just match <laughs> that's my everyone whole champion too, outfit. that's why it was so much more expensive that's i funny. was so accomplished when i did like lost city quest like <laughs> i i don't know how a little me could even accomplish something like that to get a dragon longsword but yeah i remember entering xanaris for the first time and i'm like holy shit this place looks so cool i bought my uh dragon longsword i don't know if i bought it at xanaris or if i like bought it on the grand exchange or something well actually there was no grand exchange at the time that's the thing is that i don't think i traded with any players uh like before the grand exchange came out really? so i was like basically like an iron man at that point like because because i had I had, like, uh, IRL friends that played the game, but I never, like, traded with them because I didn't have that concept in my brain. Like, I could trade items. Dude, I would just and, sit like, you know, at get... bank sales. I would just check out everyone's bank. I had fuck. I was broke, but I would just look at everyone's bank sale. And instead of being like, sorry, I'm broke, I'd just be like, no, thank you. I don't want any of your shit, even though I really <laughs> wanted it. Yeah, good times. I, uh, I I remember my brother, actually, my younger brother of all things, he uh, showed me a lot of, uh, a lot of like, the ins and outs of the game, like, trading. Like, I didn't know about Varrock West. Like, I was not good at trading at all. Like, Varrock West shit. Like, you just go on, like, World 1 or something, and it's just an ocean of people spamming text yep. trying to, like, sell their shit, and you just try and buy stuff. And, and it was a, a, a crazy experience. Um, but, yeah, I was never good at that, like, like, uh, I just remember, like, picking flax and then selling it in, like, the Sears bank to the, the flax buyers. And that was, like, the my peak uh, of trading with other players before the Grand Exchange came out. And then the Grand Exchange came out, and then the game was, like, way, way too easy by comparison. What do you think of the Grand Exchange? That is, uh, 
you know what's funny is that people who don't play old Scrunescape, like they hate the Grand Exchange. They hate it. Like they they there's people who like they got into like what is it uh 2007scape like the private server 2007scape this is like like this is before old school runescape came out there was a private server by some dude called 2007scape and that's where the the subreddit gets its name from interesting and uh there's people who played back then and then they played the uh old screw escape version when it came out and like they were all excited like oh my god like it's a fresh uh server like like you can you know like start over in in the the old runescape the good runescape uh and there's still people today that that uh they want to get into the game or like they, they see in like some some message board like like talking about the game they say how shit it is because oh the grand exchange oh the game's too easy and, and you still have people today i i still uh uh see people uh talking on on various forums like uh like oh i can't get my progress from back in the day like like my uh, my old me. runescape 2 account like, i can't use that oh my god like dude just start over literally like you probably yeah, you were probably like 60 combat like fucking start over it takes two days to get back where you were yeah, I hear that argument all the time. But to be fair, I wish the Grand Exchange... Even though it doesn't even affect me in any way, I'm against the Grand Exchange. I don't like it. If there was no Grand Exchange, like, imagine gold selling. Like, gold selling would be way harder. Like, there, you wouldn't have Venezuelan gold farmers because, like, the the uh, the game would be so much less accessible for them. Oh, yeah. And also, the the one thing is... So I was never super because I started old school in like 2015, like September ish, and the like the GE was already out, Zora was already out and stuff. Six hour Guthans was a fucking thing, and that Imagine, bothered dude. me so much. That literally bothered me so much. I remember walking around and seeing level like 120, 121 accounts. I'm like, holy fuck, like they're <laughs> gods. Because this is like, keep in mind, like I had played from 2003 to 2007, that or from 20. When did I even start? When you say 2003, I feel like I started playing in 2003 because your story is exactly me, but I started in 2004. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like literally thinking. No, so I started in 2004. I quit in 2007. And that's like my my whole experience with RuneScape. And then coming back in 2015, I still had that same mindset, complete noob. And I was seeing these level 120 people. I'm like, holy fuck, they are gods. And then I started playing on OS Buddy and when you could just freely look up people. And that's when I started oh, yeah. to understand that, nope, these people botted their accounts through Nightmare Zone. And they actually have the shittiest accounts. And it just made me so sad. See, it, it, it actually didn't bother me because I felt like that was the trade-off. Is like you could trade in combat easily through an NMZ, but you wouldn't have Slayer. Like I thought if you didn't use Slayer, then the disadvantage would be that your Slayer level was scuffed. Um, so I always felt like it was a fair trade. <laughs> it was a fair trade-off, but that's because I never did Nightmare Zone Guthans. Like I've never done it. Uh, six hours of just AFKing with Guthans is wild. Uh, and looking back on it, yeah, that was sh- that shit was crazy OP. Oh yeah. Uh, I did do NMZ on my alt. Um, that is now uh, achievement diary cape stats. But yeah, I, I made strong use of nmz after uh getting 93 slayer like like after i got 93 slayer on that account like i was still missing a lot of 99 so i just like like or i mean 99 combat sets so i just quickly finished that off just afking nmz just uh every five minutes just click overload 
and that's it. I hate Nightmare Zone. It's still really easy nowadays. Like, like Nightmare Zone was a mistake, big time. I hate it. it, it, it overall, uh, yeah, it, it, it removes a lot from uh, from the game when there's like one way to train, and that's you go NMZ. And it's not even like it doesn't even feel old school. Like yeah, it's just this like, instance uh, you go into and just it's hide an yourself. Instance you go into and you just train. It's it's the most private servery shit I've ever seen. Oh and, yeah, and it's it hasn't been fucking horrible. I, mean, I know they fixed six hour Gothams, but. It's still a 20-minute really AFK where you don't need to do anything for 20 minutes, basically. Just move your mouse. That minigame entirely, just delete it. Like, add the ring and view somewhere else. Like, the rewards can go somewhere else. Just delete it. I've always hated <laughs> Nightmare Zone. It's, it's fucked. And I it hate that that's like a tra- that's like efficient. Uh, it's almost like that's what you do zero time, you know? It's like, why the fuck can you bot for 20 minutes at a time? Like, why is that even a thing in RuneScape? Like, oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah. There's other um, things to worry anyway, about now, but yeah, now nah, used to. Yeah, I want to continue going on my like a little origin story. I haven't even gotten to the point where I started playing the like old Scrunescape. But anyway, yeah, back in the day, um, I sucked ass. I was I was not uh, I was not good at the game by any means. I was like a flax picker and, and shit. Um, I think the height of my account was like I had like sixty fishing. Or something, and then, or rather, I think I got the fishing level requirement for monkfish, but God, there's no way I would have ever been able to complete Swan Song back then. Like, holy shit! But yeah, like I followed the game. Um, I think uh, probably after around like 2008, I kind of like fell off. Like I stopped playing, but I was I was always paying attention to the progress of the game. Like, like I remember when like you know Dungeoneering came out. And it was such a foreign concept to me. Like, I had no idea what it was. And I was, like, l- listening for my friends what it is. And it sounded really interesting to me at the time. Like, I, I learned about Dungeoneering. I never played, uh, like, I never tried Dungeoneering myself. But I, I was always fascinated by the direction that the game was going into. Like, like Dungeoneering happened. I know tr- free trade was removed. And the wildy was, like, basically removed. And, and that made a lot of people quit. And I think I, I didn't quit. play be- yeah. because a lot of people quit back then because of the free trade shit. Yeah, it was free um, trade for me. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the wilderness. It was just free trade. Bothered me to no end. It was bad. It was really bad. They eventually brought it back. And then there were updates like Nex. Like, I remember when Nex came out, I was like, wow, this is now, like, the, the strongest monster in the game. And it, it was wild. Like, like Nex was like... It had super high HP. It was in the God Wars dungeon, dude. Like, uh, it had multiple phases, uh, and I think uh, I think that's also when I got introduced to Wooks. And uh, he was uh, like he he had already been soloing Corp at the time, but I was like so fascinated by Wooks' videos, like where he's literally soloing next. Like, just imagine like how sick that is soloing next. Like the the hardest boss in the entire game, he was soloing it. And and to me, like like that really idolized uh, Wooks in my eyes. Uh, I I really binged all of his videos, and I loved the way his videos were were produced. Like he's got all the this like hard style music, or I don't know if he used hard style music at the time, but you know, like he was using all this sick music that uh, really complemented how good he was at the game, and him just beasting the game, just being overall amazing at the game. And and uh, back then, it it uh, it. I guess just made Wooks my hero, dude. Like, shit. Wooks's uh, channel at the time was, was booming, and uh, I fast forwarding a little bit now. Um, so, Evolution of Combat comes out. It's like universally just a disaster. Everyone hates it, and like mass quits happened. 
and uh, that was when I sort of stopped uh, paying attention to RuneScape. But then I, I started hearing rumors about a new private server called 2007scape that my uh, friends were playing. And, and at the time, like I think I was like in graduating year of uh, high school, and uh, my friends would talk about, like, oh, dude, you should play 2007scape. It's so cool. It's the game, but it's not, like, fucked over. It's just uh, RuneScape when it was good. Because 2013, I think, is is uh, when the server was, like, at its peak. But uh, and, and people, like, looked fondly on the 2007 era. Uh, there were some people that thought, like, 2004 was the best era. But... Uh, a lot of people thought that 2007 was the best era, and and this this new uh, private server came out, and it was really popular. Like it was, I feel like it was uh, almost like competing with with RuneScape three at the time for uh, for popularity. Wow. But, so was yeah, it like, like the, it wasn't the, like abuse? Like were the was the creator like abusive with it, where like he could just. Oh no, no! It was a it was a really well done private server. I don't think Damn. it was abusive at any, at in any case. I don't know what happened to that private server after uh, Old Screenscape came out. I I really don't know. Like maybe the dude was like maliciously using account details and stuff. But but anyway, I never played, um, I never played uh, the, I never played the private server 2007 skate. Uh, at this point, like 2013. I had the mentality that that uh, like I understood what MMOs were and how much of a grind it would be to play RuneScape. And like back then, I was like playing like Call of Duty and stuff, and 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 my friends always thought that I was really good at the game. And uh, I felt at the time that not only was RuneScape a game that well, maybe RuneScape wasn't a game that required no skill because like Wooks like yeah. really popped off, but. Uh, I felt like to play RuneScape, I had to dedicate like a serious number of hours to, to be good at, uh, to, to like become the level of, of competence that I was uh, playing like Smash Bros. Like like uh, my friends always said that I was like unbeatable in Smash Bros. Like like uh, they they looked up to me as like this this guy that was really good at games, and that's why they wanted me to play RuneScape because they wanted to see me get really good at the game and mm. like you know like have a sick like maxed account. Yeah. Maybe not max. That was kind of unheard of at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was just something like. But really just like good. max combat, even. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I declined them. Like I was like, no, I have to uh, put in like serious work and uh, like basically no life to the game if I was to get good at it. And then uh, I remember later on, uh, old Screenscape coming out, and then my friends like really try to pressure me to play this. Like, like, dude, old Screenscape's out. Like. You should come play. It's so much fun. It's like an official version of 2007's game. It's not a private server. It's an official server. You should come play it. And I just gave them the same response. Like, like I'm not going to play an MMO uh, if, if you know, I'm, like, still in school and stuff. Uh, I, I would play an MMO to basically no-life it and, like, get good at it. So uh, a couple of years go by. Um, and, uh, like, I, I think I... Uh, I I think uh, so. After I graduated, I did I think a year of uh, college, but then after that, I started working and uh, like I worked over a summer, and then I had a whole bunch of money saved up from this internship that I did. Um, or maybe it wasn't. Oh no, I, that's all right. I worked for a a contractor, and I made like a lot of money over a summer. So I uh, like I just came out of college, like. I just finished my uh, my summer job that uh, made me just a lot of money that I, that I haven't really seen before, and I uh, I thought to myself like like uh, wow I uh, 
I, I don't really want to work. I just want to play games, dude. So I started playing games. Like, I got really big into Pokemon at some point. Uh, like, I played through all the games and I got super invested. But, but later on, uh, so now we're talking like 2014, Iron Man mode comes out. Um, I'm not originally captivated by it instantly, but like... I, I heard of the concept and I'm like, wow, that's such a cool idea. Like, like if you play this, you have to actually like craft your own runes. By the way, that's totally not true. You don't have to craft your own runes. <laughs> Just, there's different. It doesn't quite work like that. But I was like so just impressed by the idea of the game mode. Like, like it kind of blew me away. Like how much depth it added to the game. Like, because it wasn't just you make money and then you buy like all, all the shit you've ever wanted. You actually had to go out and get stuff. You had to like actually train your stats like train your smithing to to make armor that you would never use by the way you never use any uh, any of the shit you smith except just like a high elk but but anyway yeah but my yeah, that, impression of the that game was like the first was incredible that was the thought was it was basically like you have to make your own rune armor and use it's like there's fucking shops for everything man and like there's drops for everything like yeah, but that so yeah. That's oh, funny. go on. No, I was just saying that that's funny. That's that's kind of like initially what a lot of people thought about Iron Man mode. You have to craft your own runes, just <laughs> yeah. shopscape. That's not ended up being, but but yeah, I was so captivated captivated by the game mode at first, but I didn't quite start playing until early 2015. And I'm seeing Wooks. Uh, he's playing Iron Man. Like the game mode is so fresh, and the dude soloing Bandos. I know I've already been talking about this, but but uh, yeah, like I I go. Uh, this this is back when I. Uh, started watching lots of twitch and twitch got really big and uh i was interested in old screw and say like big time and i wanted to watch and see what the, like the streamers for the game were doing because like i would uh, hop to different games and see what the communities were like in, in each twitch section and uh like watching like the wooks was by far like the most viewed person on that section and and he was uh he was soloing bandos like it was crazy what he was doing he was prayer flicking all the minions like like at the time i knew i knew what god wars was um but it was so impressive like watching how wooks would uh solo bandos and he was using like like a whip or something trying to get his his bandos armor and at that point that's when i realized like okay this game actually looks really sick as an iron man so i started playing and uh, and and at the time I wasn't working or anything. I was just using whatever money I had from my summer job. So like I I was basically in need at that point. So my excuse of of uh, oh I can't play an MMO unless I have a truckload of time was gone. Like I I had that opportunity finally to to try to go hard into this MMO and see how far I could get. And and when I'm when I was watching Wooks, I was like questioning to myself. I wonder if I would ever be able to be good enough to do that. And uh, spoiler alert I, I i was or i did become uh good enough of the game to be able to do stuff like that and i'm proud of that We're like, spoiled <laughs> anyway yeah like like i went super hard like a few days after that wook stream of uh of uh him soloing banos i made my account and i was like you know what let's just start now and and then i got crazy addicted to the game I went so hard, was, dude. I was. What, what was the thing that really addicted you, though? Because I'm honestly curious. Because I'm, I got addicted instantly to Iron Man, like instantly. And so, but some people never get that. Like, what was the thing that really did it? 
there was so much shit to do and i realized that like i every day i was progressing my account it felt and i was getting like little goals done every here and there like i was uh leveling a stat like some days i'll just spend the whole day leveling a stat and uh i'll see like the the numbers go up and then i'm like slowly uh building my way up to to the to getting to to the high level content at the time which was god wars and zora zora release dude holy shit that was huge the blowpipe coming out but yeah like basically i like i i was searching the wiki every day furiously trying to learn everything like i i really went in depth on everything learning like okay what would be the most optimal route to get here like uh like i uh i remember uh going for like my first fire cape and i was like holy shit like like i'm level 80 range at the time i'm using a rune crossbow with uh with broad bolts which is pretty good for a fire cave completion to be fair but like i didn't have bruise or anything because i didn't have the herb lore level i didn't have a ranging pot so i would like basically go in with like 14 tuna potatoes and 14 prayer potions and <laughs> and that's what i had and i was starting to like learn prayer flicking and stuff Damn. and uh like it, it it started to to like build myself as a player like it built a foundation for what? for for uh being good at the game just learning how to prayer flick like like it was really punishing flicking the uh the majors in in the fight caves when you say you per- press a flick and you take tons of damage yeah no i always remember being scared of that i remember watching alfie one tick flick mage prayer. like i just remember alfie and back in like 2015 he was getting a fire cape and he was or pro- it was probably early 2016 or something but he was trying to get a fire cape or something and he was one tick flicking with the mage and i'm like i i've barely ever seen one tick flick and i just know it's like very easy to fuck up like how are you doing this you know it was so hard but yeah it just sort of ingrained in my mind that tick cycle just the timing uh stuff like that was 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 tough um the the fight caves uh it, it kicked my ass at first like like i died to jad my first time and I, like like i'd get to jad it would take like an hour and my heart was just racing like <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh my god oh my god i don't want to die i don't want to get one hit and uh and i died and i just like fell apart like i'm like holy shit like i gotta get my nerves together and, and back then i was also really terrified of the wilderness like like uh leg shaking and stuff i got a like i got a green shaking. dragon task from vanica holy fuck that was bad <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad dude i'd be killing green dragons i'd be like just staring at my mini map just heart racing <laughs> and then like some, a pk would like would swoop in and start like entangling me uh it was like some one defense pure that would do that and my heart would just start racing like oh my god oh my god oh my god i don't want to die and uh I, I was such a bitch at the time like uh i really i really uh thought so uh so fondly of the progress that i made i felt like if i died like i just lose like all of it like it felt like if i died in the wilderness like my account would be deleted you know yeah like it, it felt like that uh but yeah like like i got my uh fire cape eventually i was so proud i popped off like i think my biggest pop off in the game was my first fire cape honestly like even more so than my first infernal cape like that first fire cape uh it i felt the uncertainty like fading away like i felt like i was like good at the game at that point and it felt good having a fire cape and slaying with it it was amazing um, dude i failed my first fire cape too the, the the second attempt i got it and i was just on cloud nine man oh yeah dude. i bet everyone the, felt that so much ecstasy <laughs> oh yeah i just remember <laughs> going to the ge and just instantly pulling the fucking um what's that simpsons meme where uh 
principal Skinner's looking down is like pathetic. You just look at every, <laughs> you look at every, oh, yeah. you look at every other fucking obby cave and just like you guys Dude, are. Dude, that's sad. the first thing I. That's the first thing like that I started looking out for was like Neve's cave was like the Slayer cave at the time. Like everyone was was killing all their Slayer tasks in Neve's cave at the time. Yeah, yeah. like and you and if you had like a task like steel steel or iron dragons, you had to go really deep in Neve's cave and and every. Uh, room you'd pass you just see someone like killing like blood bells or something and i would like watch and see how many people had fire <laughs> and and every time i saw an ob cape i'm like oh yeah i'm better than that guy, that, like, guy that's how I felt. that guy sucks man <laughs> little did i know at the time that getting a fire cape was like nothing like yep. nowadays getting a fire cape is literally nothing literally nothing yeah I'm, i mean it was it, it's more impressive if you get a a fire cape without using a blowpipe or anything and you're on an iron like really early on like you have like 70 range even is pretty yeah. pretty good it's just strange to me like thinking how it really is just the more time you put into this game the fire cape just starts seeming it really just feels like going to dk's or something it's like it's just so <laughs> simple it's like dk's speaking of DK's, uh, dk's another one of my biggest pop-offs in the game was getting my first berserk ring like holy fuck dk's were so stressful when i first started that was the most it. Like, terrifying I saw, place like, to go. i saw that uh like dagnoth rex dropped a berserk ring and you could imbue that and it would double its stats and and i had the efficiency mindset at the time like i felt like i couldn't do slayer unless i had a berserk ring to make it faster you know yeah. so i was uh i had done barrels at the time so i had barrels armor and i crystal shield like i had more than enough gear to to start doing uh dagonoth rex but like learning how to even just get to rex was like a challenge in itself because you have that water birth island dungeon yeah. like you need a friend to open the door for you that that's something that i really struggled with was uh like getting someone on my friends list to just come and help me uh open uh the the dk's door shout outs to uh shout outs to my friend crawford by the way i remember making my account i completely forgot about this but i made my account uh like after that Wook stream that i was talking about early 2015 and he was he was the one that greeted me on uh like straight from tutorial island uh he was there uh on his own iron man no less right in lumbridge and he greeted me and uh he he sort of helped me uh become the player i am so uh, shout outs to to my my buddy crawford he really deserves a shadow because he was the first person I ever added on the game, what and he's still at, on my friends list today. Does he play? Uh, but yeah, any pardon me. Does he still play? I think he still plays off and on. Um, I I think he plays RS three. God forbid. But uh, yeah, he, he's he dead to definitely, me. He's uh, dead plays to me sometimes. Now. I don't even know. <laughs> yes. if he's dead to, no. no. Yeah, I look at my friends list. I see all these people in like worlds that have like three digits, like world three twenty two, four four three, and then I just see like world one, world eight. <laughs> like, yeah, like God, it's so cringe seeing that one eight in your friends list. But yeah, this dude, this dude really helped me uh, get my bearings. He 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 uh, he helped me uh, with all kinds of questions that I had because he was playing iron. I think he was playing an iron at the time too, and uh, and he was a bit ahead of me. I think. It took me a, a few months to pass him, but yeah, he would be uh, the one to help me like open the DK's door and stuff. And like, I, I would be going killing Rex. Like, uh, like I'd have to do that X logging method because I didn't really have any friends to like kill Prime and Supreme for me. So I had to like basically like dodge Supreme and then pray Mage and like get to a corner where Rex can't hit you and then X log and like like getting to Rex back then was rough. Like getting to the to the spot where you can start safe spotting Rex and 
Like, you don't have any of the other DKs on you. It was hard. Like, that was really hard for me at the time. And uh, I, I got spooned on my Berserker Ring. I got it on 17kc, and I absolutely just freaked out as soon as I got it, because that meant it was over for me. Like, like it was done. Like, yeah. I didn't have to go back there uh, to get that ring that I needed for Efficient Slayer. And, uh, yeah, the Berserker Ring was, like, one of the, like, proudest moments on my account, just uh, finally having this really elusive ring. It wasn't even that rare, but just it just felt like killing Rex was such a chore. Um what was okay so i didn't play iron man until hardcore release what was the how was the feel of iron man Cause did you play basically on release then you're saying that you weren't not not on release where there was all the drama of like like the i remember what's his name bonesaw yeah, i don't know if Bones, you've heard that yeah, name before no, he bonesaw. got he got his account de-iron because of some shenanigans selling uh gems to a store on his main and then buying them on his iron yeah so you didn't play uh, back when did you start was it end of 2014 this was early 2015 so this okay. is like almost released like a few months after release i was a little bit behind but was this but, after uh, zora or just like right after? this zora? was like as i think i think i played like the day zora came out basically okay. or, or actually i think a month uh, after zora was released or something so zora was in the game at the time and uh and uh, i i had that route in my mind like okay 87 slayer trident um or actually, not quite at the time. Um, so, so actually, one of the things that really kicked my ass and like really like forced me to get good at the game was Zora. Like, like I'd try to get uh, a Zora completion using like uh, I think it was I was mage only with like Blood Blitz. I was like 80 mage or something. And holy fuck, Zora just absolutely destroyed me. I uh, was trying to like follow all the rotations and stuff, and and just having such a such a struggle, dude. Like Zora was fucking awful. Kick my ass. It's crazy to even no remember a time when Zora was food. tough, but like Zora was so hard. It took me like two weeks. It was so hard. I eventually, uh, I eventually uh, did go back when I got a trident. Like, like after I got my shit pushed in Zora, I got a few kills with Blood Blitz, but I said to myself like, okay, I need a trident for this. Like, this is actually cancer. And uh, yeah, later on, I ended up starting to grind Zora for the uniques and and at first it was such a such a struggle like i didn't know how to switch gear to switch to like different styles to attack like i had no idea uh when uh when i had this vision in my mind where i had to switch to like range gear and then hit Zora, like like i would switch so slowly and then by the time i switched like my prayer wouldn't even be up yet for the the mage Zora, and i'd just be getting mage just taking 40 snakelings gas like i would get the snake uh sorry the Zora would like throw a gas cloud on me and i would be like switching my gear or something i would even notice yep. at first and then i just look at my hp i'm dead yep like Zora was crazy punishing and i eventually like i got the rhythm of it and uh it made me a way better player as a result learning Zora is what really like pushed me forward in skill level big time yeah that's interesting but, uh, i but... i want to ask you something and i don't know if you can answer it but um who were in your mind at the time and again i don't know if you were that kind of player that looked up to like others but who were the king iron men back in those days wooks. early 2015 wooks big time wooks absolutely wooks. who else was I don't even think I would have played the game if it wasn't for Wooks. I just like, gotta... If I didn't see his stream and captivate me into playing, I don't think I would have even started playing RuneScape again. I don't think that would have been a thing. Um, but the, I apologize. The kings... oh, wait, one, one sec. I... 
Okay. Oh, no it's, problem. It's shut. No, no, you couldn't hear it on your end. I just got two random ass notifications. I sw- the shit literally says it's pause and it goes through anyway. I'm getting Streamlabs alerts. Sub notification. Yeah. Dude, it wouldn't be a save a cast without an accidental like, sub notification. Dude, it's it's you know? literally set to off. Like I don't it's set to pause <laughs> and it does it anyway. It was a YouTube one this time, so maybe it was like glitched, but Jesus Christ, I'm sorry about that. That's funny. So like the last like 15 seconds I was so distracted. Whoa. <laughs> Who were the anyway, players? Yeah, the, the, the Kings. Wooks. Yeah. Wooks was the king, but he he stopped playing really quickly. Like it feels like uh, like he stopped playing like as soon as he couldn't get a Vandal Hilt on his iron. I remember him going dry on that. And he just quit because he never got it. Um, he 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 loses interest in the game really quickly. Oh it yeah, seems. it's uh, wild. But anyway, yeah, he, the 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 truest king of them all was Curtis. He played basically like on launch, and he was that guy that I was always like looking up to like uh, he had the best iron account like throughout the whole game's history i think he's had the best iron account because he's been playing consistently since it came out yep but yeah like, i was always comparing myself to curtis and, and i saw him like I, it, it didn't take me long to realize like like late 2015 early 2016 that i was a better player than him <laughs> so i was like rushing trying to like pass him like like there was a point where uh there was like a corpse base race basically where irons were uh, going to corp for the first time they saw a, a viable way of killing corp uh, i think the death mechanics were changed and then people realized that you could suicide food and corp was actually possible to kill in an iron at this point so uh there was a there was a bit of a space race at corp going for like the first uh you know ellie on an iron man that w- that would have been like the sickest achievement of all time i don't know who got the first ellie i don't remember but uh I remember the first person that got Nelly ended up dropping it over and staking it. Is that true? That is so sad. That is so sad that's if that's a, true. That's what I remember. Somebody said that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the, the addiction, man, to just fucking throw away the first Iron Man Ellie. <laughs> just gamble I do it. Remember, I do remember Lake getting uh, an Ellie. And like I was, I was uh, really friends with him at the time. Like, like we used to like literally be best friends. Um, I don't know exactly what happened uh, with that. We just sort of fell off, but uh yeah like i remember he got his ellie and then like he was like parading around the grand exchange and he, he got a big following like he had a big ass parade of just people uh following him wearing his ellie uh was this on his old think, account with the this is on his super old with account, the third yeah. age longsword and shit oh yeah that's the oh that was such a sad scenario by the way he got the third age long and then he did he wore it with the Ellie, like like doing the Grand Exchange parading thing again, and he got hacked the next day. Jesus Christ! It was the saddest uh, state of affairs I've ever seen. Um, yeah, he had a third age long and an Ellie at that point. Like he was fucking balling out of control. Yeah, that's fucking unreal to see an Iron Man with that. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was uh, originally like I was the corp guy. Like I killed. Uh, a shit ton of corp and i was using the food method and and this is where i started becoming the theory crafter like this is where i started coming out with my own methods for stuff uh like i was the very first person to use dark light on corp at all like like i saw the the spec on dark light it reduced uh it was like attack strength and defense by uh five percent so i think fresh off of uh, the dragon warhammer's releases when the corp space race like really began like people were killing corp with a uh, BGS specking and like going to Nightmare Zone to get their spec back, but uh, when the Dragon Warhammer came out, is when it really incentivized people to come to Corp. So I I grinded up my Warhammer and then I went straight to Corp. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I I really want to grind out like 
like uh, spirit shields. I was super motivated at the time. Like, like this is okay. So we're not in 2015 anymore. We're in 2016, and it's been a year since I started playing. And my account was like at this point it was pretty good. Like I had God Wars finished and stuff. So I was uh, I got my Warhammer and then I instantly went to Corp. And I uh, I went a bit dry on my Warhammer, so I couldn't start killing Corp like right away because there were some people that were spooned on their Warhammer. And they just uh, started killing Corp earlier. But the hours I was putting into Corp were insane. Like, like uh, I remember, uh, I I would literally like, I would mine gems, sell gems, like the like the semi precious gems to uh, Gabuti or whatever his name is in Taiwan when I to get trading six, <laughs> and then I would use those trading six to buy Karamwans, because yeah, yeah, there yeah. was no uh, there was no fishing Karamwans at the time. So I remember I had to. I had to buy like a shitload of Karam ones, by the way, because it was like 50 Karam ones a, so a solo corp or some ridiculousness. I was grinding hard, just getting a massive stack of Karam ones, using those Karam ones to do death piles at corp, and uh, and I was just soloing corp. And I uh, I eventually did get some sigils. I got an arcane sigil on like 300 KC. Uh, Holy elixir shortly after that. So I had an arcane and an iron, and only a handful of irons at the time had any spirit shields like i had an arcane and that was considered like one of the best uh it wasn't an ellie obviously uh but just just uh just it not being a spectral made it really awesome in my eyes but yeah yeah i, I kept killing corp and i ended up being uh rank one corp kc like that's how hard i went into the game at that point but but uh uh there came the sad point in my life where i ran out of money and i could no longer afford to uh be no lifing runescape so I had to start working, and that slowed me down big time. Um, yeah, I started working, and uh, and it slowed down my Ironman progress a lot. But I was still, uh, I still had a really good account at the time. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice not uh, having to work when like raids came out, so I could like no life raids. Yeah. And stuff. But, so you were still yeah, super into the game, but you had IRL to like deal with. Yeah, I did. So it wasn't anything about burning out or anything. Just it uh it makes me wonder what I, what would have happened if i started streaming uh, on twitch like when i made my iron man account like, oh, like i yeah. wonder. i wonder what my account would have turned into if i like started streaming and i got a, like that early following cuz my account was like really impressive no yeah that's uh, the thing at the time. even even hardcore cuz i was there for hardcore release if you had a great hardcore you could just build a following off of it like that's all it, it all all it takes is when a fresh game mode comes out and you're like basting it up. That's all it takes. It, it makes me wonder what uh, what my like Twitch following would have been after six years of just playing Iron Man mode yeah. and uh, like going through all these various uh, parts stages of the game. Like, uh, dude, it, it was so exciting. Like the day of like some big update, like Cerberus, Abyssal Sire. They, those were both exciting. Uh, Raids one was like the biggest release ever. Uh, Inferno, dude. Inferno. Oh. Was, I was doing Inferno on release, and you were doing like you were actually like trying to complete it and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, I I I think very fondly of the title, but but I was uh the uh, the fourth Iron Man to get an Inferno cave. Oh damn! So that was within what two months? Uh, three weeks. Oh really? I thought the first Infernal guy, because I know that was uh, James or whatever his name is. Um, the first, the, the, like on an on bad iron, ideas. You mean or 
No, I'm th- yeah, bad ideas. Bad ideas. He uh, he had a Tebow, and that that was the the thing. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That... I thought he got it a month afterward. Maybe my time is just my time. You're, you're about right. It was uh, well, actually. So I you guys all like, got well, it within like the. Weeks, but... You guys all got it basically within the next few days of each other. Then I'm assuming. So bad ideas got the. Inf- okay, so so what uh, what made all of us get our capes at the same time is when we figured out how the set spawning works at Zuck. That was the thing that was kicking our ass because because. Uh, People didn't know how set spawning worked, and they would just get, like, set spawning during the JAD yeah. at Zuck. And, like, as soon as the set spawns, when you have JAD up, it's over, basically. Like, like I fell apart trying to kill Zuck with an ACB. Uh, and then, like, killing the JAD in time for the sets. And, like, I had numerous uh, Zuck attempts where I would just, like, I would just basically lose because the set spawned during, during JAD. How did and it, I would just die. Like, how did it feel to just walk around the fucking game? I bet it was like a surreal feeling, kind of like the fire cape when you're walking around as one of the only Iron Men with an infernal cape. <laughs> See, I was really humble at the time, so I didn't do that. Uh, the very first thing I did was I actually did my uh, my Calphite Queen task that I was sitting on because I was waiting for the infernal cape to wow. come Wow. I, I, I have that mentality where I have to get items before I do stuff. That's. I had a Calphite Queen task, and I knew the inferno was coming out, so I was like, okay, I'm going to... Get my infernal cape before I do this. So, were you the so. first Iron Man without a Tebow to get infernal, or who was the? Um, there was three irons on the same day that that all got their uh, infernal cape on the same day with you. Uh, and with me, yeah, and none of them had Tebows. The, oh, okay. it was just bad ideas. Who was yeah. the first? And he got it a few days earlier. Okay. Um, <laughs> I remember PMing uh, him. Or he was PMing me, like, like he was asking me when he got his cape, do you have an Infernal Cape yet? Because he was worried, like, like he, he had a feeling that I would be the first one to get the Infernal Cape yeah. on an iron. And then I told him, uh, no, uh, I don't have a Tebow. And he was like, oh, that makes sense. Because, like, ACB was a struggle at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, like, it still is. Tebow's crazy oh, yeah. good. But, yeah, when I got my Infernal Cape, I was like, wow, I'm really impressed with with the level of difficulty of the inferno with an ACB, like I I uh, I was really pleased with the the level of difficulty of the inferno, like uh, like it felt like an accomplishment, and I don't I didn't think it took too many attempts. It, it took uh, I think it took me twenty attempts because I was pretty good with the waves, but it took me twelve zucks because like at the beginning yeah you just didn't zuck know. Was didn't have guys struggle and yeah like at the time like people were hopping streams like you probably didn't like, need every to have tile markers got... on the shield you actually yeah no tile markers at all it. yeah you had you had to actually follow the shield yep. back then it was rough but yeah like uh, twitch was popping off oh dude i had three out. streams open like i at all times i would just hop oh everyone streams. did yeah. all the stream hopping just every time someone got on zuck just their viewer count like fifty thousand viewers just boom I, they would I, have no followers fifty thousand viewers i basically failed a final because like i was in finals uh in like june like early june i was like studying for finals oh, my, my that, classes were yeah. a little weird but um yeah like literally i was just I was just watching the Inferno, and I knew, I looked at that, and I wasn't a PVMer at the time. I didn't even know how to do Zolra then. I really didn't. I learned Zolra like a few months later. I was very behind, but I, <laughs> I just remember thinking like, this is actually like crazy. Like this is like I will never attempt this. Like this is like psychotic that it would take so Inferno long. Inferno came out, and I knew I would be like good at, good enough at the game to be able to do it. At that point, like that's I was cool to have the confidence to to just 
basically uh, convince yourself like i can do this uh but yeah like i was still working so that was what really sucked like that depressed the shit out of me that i couldn't know life the inferno because i had i was working full time and i i was i was uh working full time I, I wonder like what would have happened if i wasn't working full time yeah. like, could i have potentially like been the first iron to get an infernal cape even before bad ideas like it makes me think like what what could have been you know yeah but yeah like I, after i got my infernal cape like uh, i kept my nerves really well i was pretty proud of that like comparing my nerves when i was killing jad for the first time hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm compared to, to comparing to killing Zuck for the first time. Like, like it, it just, it's just crazy, like, looking back, like, how much I've uh, grown as a player. Uh, I'm really uh, grateful for, for the game and like giving me that sense of regression that I've been looking for in a game. It's, it's really satisfying, but yeah, the first thing I thought of like after I did the Inferno was, I wonder how many people can do this. Yeah. Not many at the beginning. It took, I mean, cause I got my infernal Cape exactly a year after release. It was like June 3rd or something the next year. And that was after, and I had still had no intention of ever to go into the Inferno, but I spooned a 20 KC Tebow. And I remember seeing there was a few irons. It was maybe two or three irons in Iron Clan at the time. And this is like early twenty um early twenty eighteen. Uh and this is like so I got my cape like the a few days before Theater of Blood came out. And I, I but I remember like earlier that year there was a, a few Iron Men in Iron Clan that had an infernal cape and I was like, You guys are legitimate gods. Like you guys are so crazy. Like, you guys are so cool. I look up to you so much. And I was kind of newbie still. I had a kind of good account, but I was more, like, skilling-based. And Yeah, you started it a lot later, so you didn't have that progression yeah. at the time but, that, I, that anyone But I looked had. forward. I was like, dude. Because I, I, I would imagine myself with an Infernal Cape. I'm like, dude, I'd be the biggest fucking badass of all time if I could get Infernal Cape. Because everyone knew me as this, like skiller that died died on a hardcore, like, 1,300 total and shit. And I'm just like... <laughs> Everyone just thought I was just some basic noob, and I was like, dude, I need to fucking, like, prove myself. And so getting that Tebow finally sparked the ignition to, like, okay, let's let's fucking do this. I went to go get an SGS, got it, and then basically, yeah, it was, it was basically, like, 20 attempts for me. It was over the course of, like, a week and a half. I just... No, it was the same as me, 20 attempts. I only... I, it, took me, it took a me five zooks. Died for yeah, people I, nowadays. They're so well informed. They do Zuck in like two tries. Yeah, 
friend of mine did his Inferno Cave recently. He, he literally did it in two Zucks. Uh, his first suck was so scuffed. He went in like he had no subs after waves, so he just he had like he had no prayer and like thirty prayer points, like like no peapots or anything, no restores. Like so, he, I just basically told him like I was coaching him while he was streaming this on Discord. Uh, I just told him like okay, just follow the shield, like like just you know don't pray rigor or anything. Just just try to like survive as long as possible and uh and yeah he did that and then his next uh his next zuck attempt was cape like incredible yeah. like he did healers first try and everything but uh yeah back then like the people were way less informed about the inferno because it had just come out and it was tough like zuck was honestly like zuck is one of the sickest boss fights ever uh it, it's such a well-designed encounter it's fun i i really think highly of, of zuck when I think and of, you like, can't Kyle just do it all the time either. You have to get through the waves to have that enjoyment. Because I think Zuck's yeah, a ton of fun too. Big time. Big props to Mod Kieran who did that. Yeah. Mod Kieran was such a god at the time. He did raids one, Inferno and Tob. Yeah. Like God, what would we be without him? Like the holy shit. One of my uh, favorite J mods, big time. Oh yeah. Now he's a beast. And like raids one, I don't know if Solo was designed in mind, but like it works out perfectly. Like I heard, I was hearing Puggin in the stream yesterday. He he like popped in and was like kind of talking you up, and he said that you were kind of like the big help with four to one. I don't know if he he said you invented four to one, but I don't remember four to zero actually or four to zero was that it? Because I I remember um, I was like four to one okay, doesn't per- sound right, but maybe he did say four to zero actually, and I just missed. First of all, uh, shout outs to Puggin. Like the dudes uh, got. He, he he talks so positive of of me, and I really uh, I really appreciate it. Um, like like I uh, I I told like nobody that I was the first one to do four zero because I don't really take credit for it that much, considering I didn't show anybody. Like like I have a video, I have like proof that I, that I was the first person to execute four zero, but it's not like I like invented it in the sense that I made a video on it and I started like teaching people how to do it. Um, it was a year after I started doing four zero that Tipper Kitty uh, figured it out on his own, and then he made it public. Mm, okay. Like, he made it public knowledge, and he that's was, a, like, that's sharing who like, I solitary remember. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the biggest bra moment when Tipper Kitty found out that I was doing 4-0, like, a year ago. Like, <laughs> he was, like, trying to take credit for it, and, and he, he really should be taking credit for it because he was the one that made it popularized, and he, and he came up with it on his own. But, like... Like, uh, yeah, he was uh, really sad to see that I had done it already uh, a year prior. And this was back when I was, like, basically, like, three-way mage switching. Like, like just a tried an occult and and the arcane that I had. Like, just three, three-way mage switching. And I would I would kill, like, back then, you you could kill Ohm's left claw with a Zamorakne has, so that was, like, good at the time. And I was using an Artie cloak because... Uh, like it had a mage bonus on it and it had a stab yeah, accuracy bonus on it. So it, had, it was like good for four four zero. But yeah, I I, uh, I did figure out how to four zero and I was doing it like way before anyone else. But I don't really like tell many people that uh, like you know I invented four zero because like I mean just just say Tipper Kitty invented it. It's way easier to just say he did because he did it and he made it popular. I just but, remember uh, yeah, Puggin Puggin always like shouts me out for being the guy that did. Four zero, yeah. So, uh, That's, shout outs to him. I just so positive. I just find it crazy the like initial people that were messing around with raids. I remember Hauke, like watching Hauke streams before I ever even did raids or anything. Just watching his streams, like 
seeing that i'm like seeing people solo raids i just bring up Halky because he was one of the streamers i used to watch doing solo raids and it was just mind-boggling I'm like how the hell did anyone learn how to do this like i remember seeing him do tecton walking around and not taking any damage i'm like what the hell am i looking at like how are you doing this and then like ohm just looked really easy to a bunch of people and it's crazy to me because like now raids is super simple like i can just go in there and bang them out you know but like yep learning it was probably the hardest thing i'd ever had to learn in the game like just learning raids and i can't i can't even imagine having to like i can't even imagine having to like theory craft it where you're the one actually coming up with the methods because i was just following other people and it was still the hardest thing ever oh yeah oh yeah and it's so punishing being uh being able to like brainstorm ideas for stuff It, it felt good like uh like uh if I'm able to do something efficiently before anyone else is able to, like I, I find that really exciting. So, so at the time I wasn't making videos on the methods that I was making, and uh, I would sort of like tell streamers to do stuff. Like, like do you do you remember Sig? Sig, yeah. What? Uh, I uh, I I used to like really enjoy watching his stream. I never watched <laughs> he, his stream. He was, he, he was kind of a a goofy uh, uh, Swedish character, but yeah, he. Uh, he was soloing Zami on his iron at the time, and I told him to to bring uh, Blood Barrage to to test it to uh, to use it on the minions to improve his uh, trips. <laughs> and you know what's funny is back then, getting to God Wars on Ancients was cancer on an iron. The, we didn't have redirection scrolls yet; they were locked from from uh, irons buying it from the NMZ shop. But yeah, the the best way to get to God Wars on Ancients at the time was you literally brought climbing boots and you went to Berthorpe and you like hiked up and i i told sig to try bringing uh like a like a one-way maid switch and then blood barrage the uh, melee and the ranger and he was so impressed like oh my god like like he was he was really happy that he could heal uh like you know 60 health or whatever it was uh in between kills and it really improved his trip length so like when I when I was coming up with methods like 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 that, I was uh I was just basically like telling people to to try stuff. Like I wasn't really making videos of it on any videos on it or anything. I was just uh like telling people to do it. Uh, G challenge shout out to him. Uh, I met him really early. I f- feel like I met him in like 2016, and like we talk all the time. Like we've been friends forever, and I uh me me and him we've been theory crafting this uh basically for five years of uh of playing the game and uh, i i think without his help i uh, couldn't have come up with various things like this so big shout out to him i have to give a shout out to him as well like honestly like i i, I was trying to i think i meant to ask you this last what are you in summit I was invited to Summit, but I never joined. I don't know why I never joined. I think it was because Fraser made it, and I'm like, okay, Fraser's <laughs> kind of like, you know, yeah, <laughs> Fraser's probably, Fraser. Uh, that, so I, I didn't join. And then Fraser, like, he basically, like, uh, gave up uh, Olympus leadership. Like, like he started, like, backing down because a lot of people thought he was cringe. Uh, like, I don't remember what he's done that you don't was want... so cringe. Yeah, no, there was something was really so fucked up that was got really popular on Reddit, and he basically got blocked by all J mods and shit. And what he did was, like, pretty fucked up. So, like, again, like, I think I've said this, like, he's never wronged me, but the shit I've seen, at least, that's been public to me is, like, 
it, there's a good reason why he had to... I don't know much about him. I just remember, like, people calling him cringe. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm not joining Summit because Fraser made it. Yeah, no, and there's then, uh... there, there was just huge... There is He's very polarizing, but, like... um, Again, I just... I like... He's never done anything to me personally, so like I were like, but the things I've yeah, seen. I've talked with him in the past, yeah. and uh, and he was respectful to yeah. me. I was respectful back. I I just uh, I've heard the horror story. I don't remember anything about Fraser nowadays. Yeah, um, now it's kind of yeah. gone and done. He, he made Summit, and I was like, okay, I don't really want to join this if Fraser's going to be the leader because like he uh, he has a bad uh, a bad track record for for running stuff. Um, but yeah, I I recall that he stepped down from olympus i think he got banned didn't he yeah he got banned on his iron did he uh was he like macroing or something that was the uh, that was the accusation that he uh bought in three tick 4g i don't fuck, oh wow i don't i don't know what happened i think he i'm not speaking for him but i think he claims that he didn't and like it was something else and it was i think uh at least what i saw was that he already had kind of made kind of enemies with some J mods. And so, uh, you know, just kind of talking shit and stuff. And so the J mod that he believes banned him, I think had a reason to do it other than him botting, but it was because he just didn't like the oh, guy. I see. But some I don't know the whole thing. Collusion. And it's really just a bunch of drama. And I really honestly don't know much. I was, I've never, even to this day, am I that, that active in Olympus. And I, hadn't even joined olympus when all that shit went down olympus had a really uh interesting history at first uh were you in erudite no i was in um, solitary olympus first. was the direct sequel to erudite which was ran by situation and and i think one other person that i don't remember but but anyway they both both the leaders got banned for macroing i think uh situation or apparently he was a uh, banned of wrongly or something like the same sort of collusion you're talking about with Fraser and J mods. But, but anyway, uh, like apparently there was some foot pedaling Artie Knights involved and he got banned and then Erudite just kind of fell apart cause it no longer had any leadership. So I think Fraser came in and he made Olympus and he told everyone in Erudite to like move over to, to, uh, Olympus. And then like Fraser had his own, uh, interesting drama behind, uh, behind him and uh he eventually stepped down and now olympus seems like the best iron man clan like like i was in Sol in solitary for like a year and i did like meet a whole bunch of really cool people but i uh i eventually left because like the time zone that i was playing at like i was, I was always playing in the evenings so i was work i would work during the day and just the clan chat and solitary was just dead when i played like i'd play like 11 p.m my time and there would be six people in the solitary yeah CC. i remember you being in solitary with me we were talking about uh i remember i was at blast furnace and we were talking about some like elite clues or some random bullshit and then i remember looking up your account for the first time because i remember like at this time when i had first joined olympus i still looked up to so many players and i was like i wanted to be involved solitary seemed like the best place to be involved and then as i kind of progressed through solitary i ended up switching to olympus because of the lack of uh i think the reason i well i didn't ever intend to actually leave solitary but it was a rule of solitary is that you can't multi-clan so i just wanted to yeah, join olympus sense. just to see it and see like a the lot attitude. of people move from 
uh, solitary to Olympus, like tons. I, I don't know what how big of a clan solitary is nowadays, but but yeah, like like say Aloe. Yeah. I'm sure you you know of him. Oh yeah, fondly. no, he he was uh, actually the first person I ever subbed to on Twitch. Oh, that's are you still sub to him? No, he doesn't stream. <laughs> he's some, he has, I'm he sure he has like one or two subs, even though he's literally doesn't even play. He just gets like paid like five dollars a month by Twitch <laughs> or something for the two subs, uh, just for people that are like praying that he comes back yeah. to the game and he streams so that they could have the. Uh, I love like, say like I love Aloe to death. Crazy man. long sub like. Um. Anyway, yeah. The the issue I had with Solitary was like it had two leaders. It had Fertile yep. and it had Say Aloe, and Say Aloe was like gone. Like like he had no involvement in the community at all. So at that point, like so already just looking at him, like the clan had no leadership. And then Bertel, like I had a um I don't want to say beef with Bertel, but yeah, some of his decision making skills were just so strange. Like like the bingos that he would make, I. I got like pretty upset with because he was making really cringe bingo tiles because <laughs> no one liked, and uh, I don't know. Like he wasn't really like someone I could look up to. Like he played the game casually. Like he wasn't like a gamer or anything. He just played the game casually. I think he got hacked and then he rebuilt, rebuilt his account at some point. But yeah, like like he wasn't really someone I could look up to. So I, I left the clan because the clan had no leadership and it was dead. I like, felt during the time. I felt that I could play. I felt very similar to that where I looked up to Aloe, but Aloe seemed to always have like private off and didn't really at least. Yeah, he he wasn't involved in the clan at all. Oh, that, yeah. That's the thing is that I feel like the clan should have some level of of camaraderie where the like the clan mates, uh, they they all like talk to each other and like the clan leaders can talk to each other. But yeah, it felt like the the staff and the the leaders of Solitary, they were in their own like little club yeah. and they would never talk to the 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 plebeian clannies the reason i staff the reason i actually had decided to leave because i remember i was talking to bertil when i decided to join olympus he said hey you can't multi-clan so what are you going to choose and i decided to keep going with olympus but <clears throat> it was just the reason the thing that like kind of tipped me just to not really be a part of solitary was just like it felt like the whole clan's mindset especially at the time i don't know if anything's like really changed but it just felt like everyone was obsessed with PVM. They had no more. They had no sense of like Iron Man more morals. It felt like it just felt like just PVM, 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 alt, alt, alt. Do all the yep, shit. Do, do the metas that involve that. And then, if you ever mentioned anything about skilling, they would have this meme where it's like, "This is a PVM clan," and like you couldn't ever have any discussion involving anything besides Tob Chambers God Wars. It was just like. It was so fucking sad that it, because I would I'd bring up things like about like some new efficient thing that can help you with this certain thing, and it was just like basically looked down upon. Like, get the fuck out of here. We we don't skill here. We just PVM. And then there was like issues with some people getting hacked. But it, well, I I don't want to get into like drama, but it's it felt like at least to me that there was some real world trading issues in the clan and that's kind of like that's oh interesting well i don't i don't know exactly because i have no proof of it but it felt it just really felt like the whole clan was involved with pvm and then like just fucking real world trade once you've built up enough pvm items. yeah i didn't get good vibes from solitary by the end of it but i did meet a lot of really cool people yeah. and a lot of people know me from solitary like they, they know me as like some dude that was in solitary that one time uh i met lots of like gamers like 
like uh, crazy talented people in there that I still talk to today. And uh, yeah, I definitely uh, don't regret joining Solitary. It was a uh, no, I liked my time too. Such a, such a high level client at the time. But yeah, I think Olympus nowadays is just a superior client in every way. Because at least like the the leaders like play the game, you know. And they're always in the clan chat too. Like, you got the top Iron Men in the entire game, like in there, like skilling wise at least, and they're just always there, mm-hmm. active. And the thing that really made Olympus amazing is they have spreadsheets and calcs, and r- their ranking system is super super clear and concise. And just they've included clues into how many like into your rank ups, like if. They've like, you know, there's like EHP, EHB, and now there's EHC for official. I like that they use both. That's really cool. Yeah, they use everything. And so it's just like, it's a beautiful way of like tracking. And they have like even their, um, like the whole uh, forum on like joining Olympus, they'll even say, this is not a skilling clan. This is an Iron Man clan. And like, you know, we like everything with Iron Man. It's not just exclusively skilling. I have a lot of problems with Solitary's uh, way of determining your your like ranking in the clan, dude. Oh my gosh, luck based. <laughs> There's some stuff. cringe shit. Like uh, like they assume that you don't alt. So if you want to like farm points, you can literally like alt uh, corp, for example. Yeah. And just get like a ridiculous amount of EHB. And and they gave item points for like dumb shit. Like like oh, if you have an ancient wyvern shield, you get like seventy item points. Like like. Uh, it wasn't even a drop from a boss or anything. It was just uh, like literally an item that sees no use at all, and it's just like, yeah, it was just dumb. Uh, they gave the uh, even the eternal gem like item points and just I don't know like yeah. No, Olymp- I, had, I had a lot of problems with the the way it was designed. Olympus's just whole system is just like flawless. Like they've done a very good job, and every single the cool thing is like EHB is also. Um, effective ehb so what they'll count for ranking so like if somebody's done 40 fucking thousand uh vorkath it actually counts as no ehb because that is efficient that i like a lot i love it dude i love that shit solitary you just like afk mole you get or even kraken like you get the same amount of like ehb per hour as like sweating like solo (laughs) bandos for example like god dude like why can you afk mole and get this much score and then like you don't get more score for things yeah. that actually now take they've, effort. You know? They have really just... It's just clean, man. And they update it. Like, And I, I was wondering why Nightmare wasn't on there. And Nightmare is a big... Uh, it's so confusing. Because what is efficient for Nightmare? Because technically, KC, you want to do five bands. But technically, the efficient way is to solo. So what do you count on a sheet? Because if somebody has 9,000 five-band KC... And you're counting EHB as one certain number, like you're technically not being efficient unless you solo, I, and you're not technically even being efficient until you one plus one. So what do you count like as kills and so? But they were very yeah, it uh, sucks. Like uh, you have to, you can't really rely on high scores for stuff like that. If you wanted to make it yeah. make sense, you have to ask everyone like, okay, did you five man your KC? Did you solo your KC? You have to actually ask them. Yeah, it has to be a manual thing at that point. I think uh, I think it's the same thing with uh, with how EHB works with alting versus no alting. Like you 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 have to specify in the spreadsheet like like hey I did one plus one nightmare so give me less EHB because I'm killing more per hour. You know like like I wish uh, I wish they did that for the spreadsheets, but uh, I don't know like like I, I'm not involved in Olympus at all. Yeah. I, I just look up to the clan. Now the phrase is gone. I don't really have any beef. It just seems like the best clan. 
It's uh, nice. I like it. And Solitary is sort of like falling apart a little bit. I, I know there's there's still people in Solitary that they like it still, and and uh, I mean no uh, ill intention to them. They they can do their own thing. But yeah, Solitary is not for me anymore. What are you in a clan? I'm actually not in a clan, and I kind of like like. Uh, I kind of miss talking to like all sorts of like high level irons all the time. Like I miss that. Uh, just talking to you, it's so refreshing. Just being able to talk to someone who's actually like got an Iron Man on the same level as me. Yeah. And uh, it, it it feels good to talk to someone so familiarly about the game because like the people that I usually talk to are are uh, like way less informed. Like like I just talk to like random people that I was just friends with, you know, like on Discord calls. Yeah. He's talking to like just uh just random friends of mine like IRL friends too that uh are nowhere near the level of an account that I have so so they can't really relate to me at all and uh, I do miss that from solitary and I I get that sense talking to you and that's why I enjoy talking to you so much and why we've put so many hours into <laughs> into the save cast already is because like it, it's just really nice talking to to people that are like Equally on the same level as you yeah. like you can relate to it, it just feels really good and i do miss that but i don't know how i could get my fix of that um being in a clan i guess i could join olympus and stuff but i don't know like i am i'm pretty satisfied with the with my presence online at the moment i'm a, I'm a bit obscure like i sort of like because i'm not in any clan like a lot of people they just uh they don't hear from me ever and they, they uh they have to actually like dm me if they want to find out like how my progress has been going because i don't have any social media or anything yeah I don't stream would, obviously would you make a twitter uh i think uh i think i don't know i i i do care about the game but i don't care about the game that much to have a twitter exclusively for uh runescape for runescape you know oh, okay. like like i think uh i don't really like twitter to begin with like nobody I, does i think it's a bit of a <laughs> i think it's a bit of a circle jerk it is uh, and I don't really like the the circle jerk aspect of it. And you can, too much. I I it does look like that, but it is easy to avoid it. Um, well, it's easier than I assumed because I joined Twitter thinking like, uh, like I've heard of Twitter, but like you can avoid, you can make it very like non toxic, non and just very like positive community. You can make that yourself by like blocking people you don't want to fucking deal with like, yeah that's the thing is that i don't like blocking people like i i feel like that's a cop out that's basically like hiding from people that you don't like it's not even hiding from people but, i don't it's just like literally i don't want to fucking hear your shit so i just ignore <laughs> yeah it. there's some people that that like i have put some people on my ignore list like like holy fuck i really don't want to talk to them like just there's just no value to be gained from yeah. talking no because there, like there's people on twitter i very that rarely block people there's there's people on twitter that will just straight up just be an asshole to people like just for no yeah, reason i could see that so you just block them just don't listen to them and it's not they're not being an asshole to you it's just somebody else that you're seeing you're like what the fuck dude so you just block them so you don't have to see it it's not like i'm trying to it's not like a cop out to like oh you're disagreeing with me and you're being mean about it and directly to me so i'm just gonna ignore you it's like no nah, i won't do that i'll talk but, uh, yeah, I do see the appeal of uh, having Twitter, and and like I have asked uh, G Challenge to tweet Mod Ash stuff for me because I don't have a Twitter, and uh, yeah. and he does. He's 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 the homie. He he has a Twitter too. Go follow him. Shows G Challenge again. Uh, but yeah, like uh, like I do feel kind of detached from the high level community and just the way that uh, 
like the discords that I hang out in. I'm not in like any like I'm not really active in any uh, high profile Iron Man discords or any like high profile just anyone who plays the game at a high level. Uh, so I am quite detached from the high level community and I don't really get to talk to gamers nearly as much as when I was in solitary and I do miss that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm pretty pleased with uh, just hanging out with just the homies. Yeah, just uh, just, at, you know, average folk. And I get to be that guy with the popping off Iron Man account, so I do, I do feel uh, good for being in that position. Okay. But uh, yeah, um, we are. I have a, or sorry. No, no, go ahead. Like, I, just... I was, just, I was just gonna say, I just have no uh, social media presence. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I would really encourage media. you to make an Iron. The the reason I was interrupting is just because uh, we have been going for like over two hours and we still haven't touched uh the topics that we want to talk about I, I okay i i know uh i know it's gonna be a hell of a lot for for someone to like this a uh, fan of the sebe cast to watch like it's, it's gonna look like eight hours at this point <laughs> but yeah we will we will be wrapping up I, I i didn't intend to talk about myself this much i guess i just don't have uh, much opportunity to talk about myself but yeah we have three three really big topics that we need to discuss still yeah. before we can end the task and i don't think we'll linger on it too long so yeah we we'll, we'll try to wrap up so that <laughs> our poor viewers uh they can finally like you know have a conclusion like to finish. it yeah. yeah have a conclusion to it because i know uh like do you really want to listen to to me talk for uh for for you know however many hours when you could be like listening to other guests so let's yeah well uh let... we'll, we can move on to the on to the next topic just yeah. but in in just in conclusion like uh, i i've uh grown as a player for for so long over the six years of uh me just playing the game and i've had all these wonderful experiences with all these different people and yeah i'm really grateful for uh for playing the game uh and that's uh that's that's bc guppy in a nutshell there you go well to that person that said who there you go he probably already, he probably <laughs> yeah, already left just my one hour <laughs> spiel on on who i am dude so listen you are a clue doer um probably not as doer. not as heavily as me but um you're a very avid clue. I'm looking here. You got over 4,400 clues completed and 413 elites, 343 masters, and over 1,000 hards. Very respectable. Do you have any third age? I have no third age. Gilded? I uh, I have hit... Okay, so I've had, like, I want to say, like, noted pots six times. I've had, Yee. I think, four pieces of gilded. I've had a gilded full helm, a gilded spear... A gilded two age and a gilded scimitar, three weapons. Um, also, I've received. Uh, let me think. Uh, I think the only other mega rare table I hit, I got the cabbages from the master clue. Oh God, that's all. I got three cabbages, dude. <laughs> you hate to see it. All right, so I want to present something that I've been an advocate of for a long time, but it seems like I can't get my point across or my agenda passed. So. In this ramble, for the next few minutes, I want to briefly explain um, why elite clues are fucked and why they need to be fixed. And I want to explain this in a clear and concise way for those that don't understand. I'm talking... We're going to focus on hards, elites, and masters. The chance... So, from a hard clue, I'm, I'll, I'll bring up all of them... Uh, let me just hide this real quick and bring them up. Hard clues 
To get a piece of third age from a hard clue, a, an, uh, an, a non-specific third age hard clue, or a third age piece from a hard clue, is a 1 in 3,250. Um, I'll show you the exact rates right here. 1 in 211,000 per roll per casket. So that is like the chance of getting a specific third age. So it equals out, trust me on this, it's 1 in 3250 for an to get a piece of third age from a hard casket. And that seems pretty rare. Now, you have elites that drop. I'll show you real quick. That was the wrong thing. Um, elites have an additional three items, four items, excuse me, on the... Uh, third age table so not only is it a way worse chance over double the chance per roll um or sorry over i'm butchering this it's half the rate basically to get um it's over half the rate this is so fucking hard to explain when you see a bigger number you want to say double but it's technically a, a smaller number a one in four or uh it's basically one in half a million to get a uh specific third age they're seeing this on their end i think they'll understand but Basically, there's a four additional third age items, and it's actually rarer to get a piece of third age from an elite. In fact, it's one in fifty-seven fifty. So you're basically, if you had a hard casket and an elite casket, like you are way more likely to get third age from a hard casket than an elite in every situation. In fact, I've even calculated the chance of even with the mimic and a one in a one in 35 mimic chance from the elite you still will get third age more commonly from a hard clue than you would from every 35 elites you open having that mimic chance as well that's how fucked elites are with third age and masters just to put into perspective masters to get a piece of third age is one in 2270 so elites are not balanced and i propose that elites be changed from a one in fifty-seven fifty for an elite clue, or for I am ruining this man. <laughs> this is why I need to make. <laughs> this is why I need to make a a video that's edited and like I I put in clips so it's not just a fucking ramble about it. But I'm cha I want them to change third age rates from one in fifty-seven fifty from elites to one in twenty-seven fifty. It would put it exactly in between hards and masters where it should be. Um, and that I feel like would be a nice fix to elites because currently everyone knows elites are just dog shit and this would help just by increasing their third age rates. Um, the other thing they could do as well is mimics from masters are one in 15 and mimics from elites are one in 35. I think it would be a great change to make it so elites drop or elites can give mimics at one in 25 and even potentially one in 20 it would encourage people to do their elites rather than the current meta to just be do masters because it has a pet chance, better third age, better mimic, better everything. I feel like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my proposal right now. That's what I want to have changed for elites. Um, I need to make an actual video on it to like clearly <laughs> explain this to uh, people, but the people that do understand the math behind that, it's elites are fucked. What are your what are your thoughts, PC Guppy? I agree wholeheartedly. Elites are very fucked. Um, I I want to explain why elite clue rates have been so fucked up, uh, and why it's like sort of gotten out of control with every treasure trail expansion. So, 
in 2014, I think, is when the very first Treasure Trail expansion came out. Like, like uh, this is when they they added like a whole bunch of new uh, new stuff to to every tier of Clue, basically. Um, so in their very first Treasure Trail expansion, they actually made the unique chance for uniques from every tier of Clue. Uh, they improved them all so that the larger item pool wouldn't like make individual items rare. Like like the the argument they were using is they wanted Ranger Boots to 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 keep the drop rate that they have right and not to become rare because the item pool and the unique tables are all bigger. So the chance of getting uniques from every tier of Clue, I believe, uh, before the expansion was one in twenty. So every single tier of Clue had a one in twenty chance every slot to ha- to hit the unique table for that tier, and. They they changed it to really strange numbers after that expansion. So from hard clues, it's one in thirteen. Easy clues, I believe they're one in eleven, and or maybe maybe mediums are one in eleven, and then easies are one in twelve. Yeah, I, I think easies are one in twelve. Uh, mediums are one in eleven because they added a lot of shit to mediums, and then hards are one in thirteen. And they, is they this add, per roll? Unique rate to really str- this is per roll. Yes. Okay. It used to be one in twenty parole, and then they updated it that much. Like it, wow. going from one in twenty to one in thirteen for hard clues. Like, like they they really kept the third age rate in in line, and uh, since then, like like at the time after the expansion, the the unique list for like hard clues was like it was like over a hundred things. Like like the item pool was really big, and. Uh, They've since done Treasure Trail expansions after that, like years later down the line. They've done a few at this point. And every time uh, the uh, item pools are made larger, but they haven't changed the unique rates. So things have been getting slightly more rare after they add like all sorts of like garbage items. <laughs> I don't want to say garbage because some of them, like people do like some of them, but like like uh they have they've made the the list of unique items from every tier of clue larger so things do get rare so ranger boots have become more rare over time but the thing that really got fucked over the most was elites so in that very first uh, initial treasure trail expansion is when they introduced elites so elites have always had the same chance of hitting a unique parole it's one in 25 for elites by the way which is like absurd um but at the time uh elites only had 33 items on the unique table which is really small by the way yeah it is uh and one one of those slots was like the mega rare table and and another problem elites have is that the mega rare table is just so big it has like 16 things on or or even more nowadays i'm not sure but but yeah like they've uh they've added tons of items to elite clues and they made that that list of 33 unique items into like it's like over 50 now like they've almost i think they've almost doubled the rate of getting third age because they never adjusted the the unique rate for like to hit the the unique rate from elite clues like they never adjusted it to be more common so because fucked. there's a larger item pool that's something that they forgot to fix oh going God. down the line adding more treasure jail expansions and it fucked up elites big time the third age rate used to be very balanced from elites because at the time they had unique third age pieces like third age long and yep. stuff third age weapons third age cloak you were a baller back then if you had a third age cloak. Now it's all third third age druidic is like the new hotness, but I don't like anyway, druidic. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I think it's cool that it's like best in slot prayer. Like I think it's really, cool, but, uh, but I don't actually like the look of it. It's not nostalgic enough and I don't care about it. What's your favorite third age piece? 
piece is the bow, 100%. The bow is really sick. The bow is the coolest piece standalone. But the fact that I have a shield and a plate body, I'd almost want the sword just slightly more at this point. Just You'd to... be such a baller if you had a third age sword, dude. And oh kite. My God. Oh my God, dude. Just... So that's the only reason um, just to be able to flex them. But I think bow standalone <laughs> is the best. But, yeah. but anyway... Uh... To, to stay on my initial point like like they really fucked up by not making the unique uh rate from elites higher like it should be it should literally one in ten now like like based on how many items they've added to the to the unique table and i think the mega rare table is also way too big so yeah elites are in serious need of uh like making the uniques more common if they want to fix elites to make them better because like you said third age rate is is obscene it, it's so bad why can you get third age like way more from hard clues yeah it's take, it's like, almost it's almost double it's almost one hard clue equals two elite caskets third age it's almost at that point like you masters have a pretty fair rate on third age but uh but elites need help like yeah please for the love of god fix the fix elites to be uh you know like have that actual uh unique chance that was in line with what uh like when elites were first introduced to the game yeah, no, it's like think about it. It's you would need one master casket. The third age chance of one master casket equals two and a half elites, basically for third age. I would need to open five elites to equal out the third age chance of getting two masters, and that's not including mimics or anything. That's just like basic rolls. It's so stupid. It's too. Yep, yeah. I agree. I agree completely. So, what do you think? Do you think that? One instead of one in fifty-seven fifty, which it is now, to one in twenty-seven fifty is fair. That would be uh, basically what I said. Like make uh, uniques from elites one in ten instead of one in twenty-five. Like that would fix it. It would make everything a lot more common. And also, it's really happen, dumb that yeah. the tuxedo pieces are are like on their own table. Like God, I wish that I wish uh, you know tuxedo pieces were more common. Because like I really like that dark tuxedo set, and it's just sad that I would never <laughs> yeah. get that on my Iron Man because it's such a like crazy grind. Oh my god, I have to kill six hundred thousand Seractus <laughs> for this. <laughs> like, who would ever do that, dude? Who would ever kill six hundred thousand Seractus? Psychopath. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the 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 clue clues need uh their unique rates fixed, or not all clues. I think uh, easy, medium, hard are fine, but elites like seriously need some love. What do you think of changing the mimic rate on the elites? Because currently it's one in thirty-five for a mimic. Um, I would almost say that maybe mimics are too rare from even masters. Like maybe one in ten master would be more fair, uh, and then like one in twenty elite or something. So you'd want to keep it like uh, double, or or even i don't know like the like the getting third age from an elite mimic is different from getting third age from a master mimic like yeah uh, slightly like like the drop rates are different so they could have just made the the rate the same for both tiers like just one in ten just both tiers of two and then like the thing that would actually be getting affected is the chance of getting third age from the mimic that you kill yeah uh, no that having would... both those things apply at the same time which doesn't really make sense that would legitimate if they just kept mimic rate at 1 in 15 and and reduce the elite to 1 in 15 because elites already have a rarer chance to get third age from the mimic itself if they literally just did that it would actually make elites very appealing to do because you can bang out elites yep. very quickly 
It'll help those folks trying to get their music cape too, having to get that dumb music track from uh, <laughs> fighting the mimic. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's uh, my whole yeah. uh, spiel on the elite clue. They need to be fixed, and I hope uh, J Mod reads this and or listens to this and understands that those need those rates need to be fixed. This is absurd. One in four hundred eighty-eight thousand seven hundred fifty. When hards is one in two hundred eleven thousand. What the fuck? And then masters is even like better. It's like because there's so many other third age pieces as well with druidic and stuff. So and yeah, tools. absolutely. And then mimic makes it even better. But yeah, it's absurd. So my little spiel on that. Um, let's get into the Archaea spellbook now. Uh, we don't yeah, need to go. Finally, we're finally yeah. getting into these topics, dude. It feels like we're going to get to the conclusion soon. It feels good. We don't need to get. We don't need to talk about everything, but I want to bring up the good things. You have a few things you want to talk about, um, and things that we probably haven't even considered. First thing I want to talk about, though, is the new. Uh, where is it? Shadow Veil. Shadow Veil spell. So this spell right here oh, yeah. grants a 15% chance to avoid being stunned and damaged while pickpocketing NPCs. It will remain active for one game cycle, 0.6 seconds, for every magic level the user has. So at 99, it's almost a minute. Um, this stacks with the effects of the Dodgy Necklace, granting a total of 40% chance to avoid being stunned and damaged while pickpocketing NPCs. Requires 47 magic, costs 5 earths, 5 fires, 5 cosmics. Five cosmics. That's a good sink. Fuck. I like that. <laughs> Shadows cosmic. And grants fifty eight magic XP. So you're gonna be at ninety nine magic you'll be casting that every minute, spending that much. What do you think? I think so it's beautiful. I will, I uh I don't think people are expecting this to be as good as it is, because uh you can get some crazy rates at fires with this change. Uh, so currently, you can do about 800 picks per hour at fires with 99 thieving. Uh, and with this Shadow Veil spell, you can get 900. And if you multiply 900 by the amount of XP you get from uh, from pickpocketing a fire, like you're literally getting the same, like almost the same XP per hour as doing Pyramid Plunder. Like th- this is this is getting this isn't even like becoming like a money making method for thieving. Like this is becoming like the XP method as well. Like just thieving virus for, for XP is now like really strong and very comparable to even blackjacking, which is crazy that the best money for thieving in the game is also the best XP. So I feel people in the high level community or the, like the scaling community might bitch that, you know, like, holy shit, Thieving Virus is 280k Thieving XP per hour. This is, like, a little absurd. Like, yeah, it's going to become really, really strong, not just for for Irons that are trying to get Blood Shards, but even for just mains getting XP. Like, like uh, you can make almost 3 mil per hour Thieving Virus. That, that's absurd money when skilling is concerned. Yeah. And I feel like this spell is just going to make Virus, like, a bit just too over-the-top good. And the blood shard price is just gonna tank hard, and then because the blood sh- the blood fury is so strong, and then you're gonna see the blood shard price go down a, a whole lot because people are thieving virus for XP now. Uh, it's it's gonna end up becoming blood fury escape. 
and like you're gonna see just everyone just using blood fury because it's so cheap so let's think about this cosmics cost what 100 gp each just on average i'm just assuming like 100 so they're cheap like there's you can buy them yeah for proof they're cheap so there's five well i'm just thinking for like a main account even i'm not even oh yeah i think they're like 100 each i'm not gonna go look at the actual price and i don't care but let's just assume it's 500 gp i'm just thinking about a main uh 500 gp per cast per minute so times 60 that's 30k gp that's it per hour it's not even for a main that's nothing yeah, that's i didn't even nothing. consider the room cost i never thought it would be relevant it, it is irrelevant <laughs> i thought it might be but <laughs> it isn't now 30k gp and you have to be casting it every minute so you have to be you have to stay focused you'll probably get a little warning in your text box saying like um it's running out it's run it just ran out or something recast it which some people would think is very tedious especially people like foot pedal shit but i think yeah definitely i think it's a good uh thing to kind of keep you engaged people that are engaged or i'm not trying to convince people to stay engaged thieving but the people that do stay engaged they're going to get benefited from it the most so i think it's cool um now i want to talk about the spell you were thinking about or the few spells you were kind of mentioning i'll bring it up do you have that thing pulled up or what uh, what the archaic spell worker yeah Oh, I already know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, tell me in, what what what's the spell? What's the spell called so I can uh, look at it? Okay, so the, there's a few spells that are going to be like used a crazy amount. The first one I want to talk about is Death Charge. Do you know what Death Charge is? Death Charge. Let me look. Um, okay, now I'm now I'm there. Let's see it. Uh, well, here, let me read it and then you explain it. Okay. Sure. Death Charge provides a buff to the caster that restores fifteen percent. Special attack energy when a creature dies. Death charge will remain active for up to 60 seconds and will expire if a creature has been killed, after which it must be cast again. Death charge cannot be cast more than once every 60 seconds. Requires 80 magic, 1 death, 1 blood, 1 soul, 90 magic XP, restores 15% special attack energy, and can only be cast once every 60 seconds. Explain to me because I I know about this and this was initially pulled as extremely busted, but I think they've kind of worded it better now. Tell me. I'm gonna pitch it as it's still incredibly busted. Um, the very first example I'm gonna use is Solo Nightmare. Parasites. Uh, if you bring Death Charge to Nightmare, you are going to claw almost every single parasite you get. Just, just think about that for a moment. Just every parasite, just one hit. Oh, I'm gone. just, I'm like, just thinking you have to be on Archaea spellbook, so no harmonized orb. That is true. Uh, however, there is another spell on the Archaea spellbook that's also really powerful at Nightmare that we're gonna discuss later. But, but Death Charge at Nightmare is going to be crazy good. Every like, okay, the parasite, it's, it's almost like the spell was designed for Nightmare because the parasite spawns every minute, and that is exactly in line with Death Charge cooldown like every minute really it's a minute 15 percent spec yep so so uh yeah every time you get a parasite death charge you claw it you get the spec back basically and uh you you can claw like four parasites in a row but what it's also meaning is that the uh first sleepwalker you get um going from p1 to p2 nightmare you can also sgs that and death charge off of that too and you can also SGS more husks, 
uh, Nightmare is just going to become a lot easier with Death Charge because you're going to have a lot more SGS specs off of Husks and Sleepwalkers, and uh, the Parasites are going to become like a joke, like just clawed every single time, and they always die every single claw hit. Okay, I need I well, I'm going to need more uh, more incentive to do that. So, what? Tell me more about Death Charge first, but the fact that I can't use a Harmonized Orb is deterring me from considering using the spell but yep for sure what other places um, is death charge good death charge is gonna have some some significant use i feel speed running solo cm possibly i'm pretty sure it's gonna be better than vengeance i think but uh yeah just uh the first example i'll use is uh you're killing ohm right um death charge is gonna proc every time you kill, kill a claw at ohm and and especially in solo cm uh where everything has higher defense those dragon warhammer specs really matter and uh, if you're death charging every single claw at Ohm, like, like let's let's say there's six claws in a solo Ohm, right? That's uh, like 15% times six, basically. So you're getting 90% spec back. That, like you're basically getting two Dragon Warhammer specs extra because of death charge. And it's not like you're using like your spellbook at Ohm at all. Like you're not using yeah. Vengeance at Ohm. Uh, so getting two additional Dragon Warhammer specs is huge, uh, just on its own. But it's also going to make uh, other bosses uh, uh, better. Like, uh, like I'm just brainstorming here, trying to think of like all the bosses that are in Chambers of Zarek uh, that you could be using Death Charge on as well. Like, uh, um, actually, what I want to talk about first of all is is the potential for abuse that Death Charge has because um, the thing procs when you kill something, right? But yep. you don't actually necessarily need to like even be doing content where you're killing stuff as long as you like like for example you could be bringing uh the archaea spellbook to uh solo cm and what you can do is you can set up a cannon in a room that has a single rat spawn and you can like just leave the cannon running while you're raiding and you can still activate death charge every time that rat dies to that cannon like you can have your cannon just like somewhere random in the game i don't know where the most optimal spot to put it is yet but you could even like have an alt that's like babysitting your cannon. Like it has aggro on the rat, and it's like every time you need a death charge on your main, you just <laughs> you just have the alt lure the rat to the cannon, and that triggers death charge. So now, now what we're starting to think is that like holy shit, you can activate death charge every minute consistently with like alt scaping. Jesus, and it's Christ. gonna have a huge impact on speedrunning. Especially stuff like uh, like Hespori. I know G Challenge is is really theorizing what you can do at Hespori to uh, like make the world world record more optimized with Death Charge. But but yeah, you can like activate Death Charge and then start the Hespori fight right before it runs out. So what would uh, you like? Dragon throw and I expect the, the flowers and then yeah, yeah activate Death Charge again and you get those spec the spec bar back so you can Halley at the end. Like there's there's a lot of potential for the spell. So what would you I mean, the Hespori thing, you wouldn't need a cannon because you could just kill one of those little flowers if a flower Yeah, count. exactly. But I'm thinking, okay, to deter people from just having, like you said, having an alt outside of chambers, like firing and shit, and like having an alt lure a rat there every minute, do you think they would just have to make it so cannons can't proc it, but you would need to actually do the final blow with your character? Or do you feel like... That would make sense. I, I, I just want to, like... If I was a developer and I and I was theorycrafting something like this, I would let it slide at the beginning, like just, just see what see. the community yeah. can do, just to see just how broken this is. 
because uh, like yeah, it could seriously have a lot of uh, room for abuse to to have like uh, basically just <laughs> like an engine somewhere in the game of an alt and a cat just giving you spec over time. You could even abuse this in PvP. God, imagine that. Like, imagine just uh, doing all kinds of combos because you have a cannon in Narnia that no one can see that you know is there. And Shit. Like... Yeah, it, well, it if you're a in singles, you wouldn't be able to. Uh... Yeah, that is true. But if you were, like, hitting your opponent enough and they were... Uh, oh, they weren't doing like, eating food. Yeah. As soon as you are not in combat anymore, true. your cannon would start killing Jesus the rat again. Christ. And you would get a death charge if your opponent eats too much. So even in single combat, it would have, a, have an effect. That's true. I feel. No, it would. Uh, yeah, Death Charge is really being slept on. I think uh, I think it has a lot of potential to be good. Not just because of Death Charge, but because of the other spell that's uh, going to be used a shit ton uh, because of how strong it is. I don't know if you want to like go over the Archaea spells and like. We can go over the ones that are like significant. I mean, that's, okay. that's literally so what I'll, I want to do. Just, I, I want you. To... I'll just talk about. Uh, I'll just talk about necromancy then. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah. No, I want so... you to talk about everything that makes any sort of difference. And let me go to necromancy first, though. Uh, if you want to just explain to to the cast uh, what uh, what the necromancy spells do. Yeah. Let me. Is it in a reanimation spell? No, I don't know what it's it. called. I think reanimation is for the insult heads. You're right, isn't it? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Resurrection. You ready? To perform a resurrection spell, players will need to equip a Book of the Dead. If uh, if a spellbook rework passes in this poll, the new ma- which it did okay, um, the the new magic book would be obtained as a reward from a kingdom divided, acting as an upgrade to the completed Carrots Memoirs. The Book of the Dead would provide plus six magic attack and plus three prayer bonus. Completion of a kingdom divided is required to equip this book. Drawing upon the power of defeated creatures, resurrection spells bring to life an undead thrall that will aid you in battle. This will require runes and prayer points, and only one thrall can exist at a time. Thralls will remain active for one game cycle, 0.6 seconds for every magic level. So again, if you're 99, it would last a minute. For example, if a thrall was resurrected when you're magic level 60, it will last for 36 seconds before dying. Resurrection Thrall will not act like a typical follower. They will wander um, the area when where they were created and attack anything the player attacks, provided the target is within range. It is possible to resurrect a Thrall throughout most of Gilinor, even if it, the undead creature being resurrected at the time is not present in that area. Certain exceptions to this will apply where the aid of Thrall will not be possible, much like how setting up dwarf multi-cannons is not possible in specific areas. A resurrected Thrall's... All, all Resurrected Thralls, excuse me, will attack at a rate of four game cycles, one attack every 2.4 seconds. Thralls cannot be damaged, and their attack ignore accuracy, and their attacks ignore accuracy checks, but it will still be possible for them to hit zero at times. Whilst their damage ignores accuracy checks, protection prayers will reduce their damage accordingly. Thralls will not aid you in PvP combat or situations. Whether these mechanics should be available all over the game world in every combat situation is something we're considering. Here are some possibilities if you feel like they should be restricted further. Um, yeah, they just give us a few things like saying should it only work in singles or current and lab- or, uh I think uh, I don't think any of that actually happened. I think it currently you can use it anywhere. Literally. Yeah, I think that's what they uh... said. Yeah, so what is that even useful anywhere? Okay, so again, I'm going to go to the Solo Nightmare example. Okay. So 
and there's a bit of ambiguity with with how they're uh, proposing this. So if you cast a spell and it causes like an attack delay, that is going to be a a, a tremendous nerf that it won't be getting used everywhere in the game like Vengeance currently is. There's a zero time damage spell, but but anyway, summoning the uh, highest level thrall, it's a it's a zombie. It has a max hit of two, which doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, if you think about it, like like people people literally like pay like mills for like plus one strength and like primordial boots and if you consider the 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 max hit of two on the thrall like actually adding max hits on your character like people would be outraged if there was a spell that increased your max hit and no accuracy rolls and this is like yeah exactly it's 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 better than two max hits It, it always hits so it's even uh it's even more absurd um but because it's attached to a thrall people aren't like people aren't discussing it like like oh my god i'm getting two max hits they're they're more seeing it as just something weird that they don't really understand because it's kind of a foreign concept it very it very uh, much to, is to, to make thralls that do uh damage for you but but yeah like the additional dps that you get from this thrall is very significant um adding max hits it, it basically essentially just boils down to it adding max hits onto your character so th- this has application everywhere in the game so uh, the nightmare example I want to use because death charge is already really strong at nightmare uh, because you can you can SGS more sleepwalkers you can SGS more husks etc. But this uh, this spell on top of it like you're you're getting uh, what is it it's like is it thirty damage uh, a thrall that you make like every minute like like it, it cal- I calculated it out to be like like. Uh, over the course of a of a nightmare solo, if you're like using a scythe and stuff, uh, you're summoning like ten thralls, and that's like you're doing like three hundred to four hundred damage from thralls, and that's saving you nearly a a full minute off the kill time. Whereas uh, <laughs> going from going from a trident or a sang to a harmonized staff, it's only like a like people really uh, overstate it, but it. It's more like a 30 to 40 second time save bringing a harmonized staff compared to a trident because the pillar phase is, is just so quick. Um, so already just assuming, okay, first of all, assuming that the thrall like doesn't have an attack delay when you summon it, like like a, like a summoning it yeah, doesn't cost any just combat poof. ticks. Yeah. If it doesn't cost any co- combat ticks, you can use it at nightmare and you save a full minute off of every completion time, and that is faster than using a harmonized staff so already like we talk about well, how items should be good at the place you get them but let's think about this as well let's just consider like what nightmare really does so there's pillar phases would it go and run and kill pillar phases and can those thralls die the thralls are indestructible indestructible okay so in, if they go in the little flower zone the bad flower zone they think they, they can't die or they anything. live yeah they're uh intangible they cannot be harmed in any way so I'm just assuming the pillar phase will be the will be the detriment where it won't actually do as much. Maybe it won't quite do a minute because when you're casting, yeah, your different... zombie is gonna like really struggle like getting to the pillars. Yeah, when it's only hitting twos. You'd have to be. But you yeah. can you can summon a skeleton instead that has a range attack, uh, and then that could hit pillars for you and that could help. But but uh, I mean I- I'm not even like considering the pillars as being relevant yeah well i'm just thinking because that that takes time like that's like huge that's probably three minutes of the kill like pillar phases or maybe even four minutes yeah it is so um but yeah the the husks are uh 
or sorry, not husks. The you know what the husks are basically like thralls in a way. It's like Nightmare originally like first start was the first one to start using uh, the uh, reanimation spells. Can or these the resurrection? So as soon as one dies, can you just recast it? Instantly, yes. Fuck. <laughs> okay. And that that that's what. Yeah. When when I first thought about resurrection, I thought it was you are doing a zombie task and you can turn one of the zombies against them and then it dies like and it can do twos that's literally what i thought resurrection i i didn't know it was actually creating something i thought you were like turning something against i thought you were like resurrecting it had to be like an undead creature already and you could resurrect it so like killing zombies and shades and shit but that would make a lot of sense but this is just straight up generating a thrall it's just generating something that's not even there in the first place it's like summoning, uh, just a very tame version of summoning. Holy fuck, dude! This actually is making me not want to do Winter Todd anymore or Craft Raptor. Yep. Uh, this is uh, this is going to okay. So I don't know if it's gonna be like this on launch. Like, who knows? Maybe you just won't be allowed to use uh, the thralls at all in Nightmare. But yeah, this if if uh, if it turns out you can use the zombies at uh, at Nightmare and like there's no attack play or anything like that, then this is going to seriously, seriously devalue the Harmonized Orb because it's not going to be best in slot at Nightmare anymore. Like everyone in their nan is going to be PVMing, like on the RKS level because of that zombie DPS and also Death Charge for more special attacks is, is also a really uh, nice added bonus to that. Okay. And what this Archaeus Spellbark is is doing is it's going to like it, it's just going to wreck a lot of bosses where like you don't even use Vengeance anymore like. Because the husk, or, or I keep calling it a husk, uh, the zombie that you can summon is going to be better DPS in most places than Vengeance will be. And it's just like, it, it is a lot of inventory space that you have to bring, because you have to bring a lot of runes, like a shit ton of runes. But okay, uh, and, and also the book too, for the, the zombie. Here's my question. You don't, you just need to equip the book to initially cast it? That's correct. And so you can take it off and the Thrall will remain active. I believe so, but again, like maybe they were ambiguous with it and they didn't mention that. But with the with the way that they worded it, that's how it would work. Yes. Okay, so now I was uh, confused because all I saw was the resurrection portion. Now I'm actually looking at the certain things you can resurrect: ghosts are magic, um, skeletons are range, like you said, and then zombie is the melee damage. Wow. So what do you th- do? You think because it doesn't roll off anything? of the uh like it doesn't have any like accuracy roll or something or it's like always successful do you think one of the one of them would just always be best well the zombie is usually the best uh the ghost uh it only has a max of one Ooh, Uh, now i'm looking okay hang on does does the wait a sec so the i i saw i said it was a max of two i think the ghost has a max of three ghost is max of one yeah and the the melee zombie has a max of three Oh, okay, yeah. Then, yeah, that, that's right. essentially three max hits. Like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> holy the ghost crap. is never going to get used anywhere. Even even at Nightmare, like, it would do double damage on the pillars, right? But yeah. that would just be equal to a skeleton at that point. Yeah. So it would be just a cheaper variant to a skeleton, I suppose. Uh, holy shit. Yeah, uh, the, it's just lower level equivalents, basically. Like, you're going to be using the zombie, like, most of the time, unless you can't uh, hit something with melee for some reason. In which case, you'll use... Uh, this is you'll use a skeleton. This is crazy. I um I initially read this without any real context, and you're providing that. And uh, 
Jesus Christ, this is actually this sounds fun. Like it actually sounds fun. It's, People it, are really sleeping on this. It could have the potential to be crazy strong. Yeah. I wonder if not, the enemy oh, will on. ever target the thrall, or the thrall is just this thing that's ignored by NPCs. It's like a pet. It's just ignored. Okay, because I was just thinking, like, if you're doing like four to zero at Ulm and you have the, your fucking thrall, like. <laughs> just chilling just not turning ohm's head for you like god damn it <laughs> yeah. dude actually i didn't even think of that imagine just a a thrall just like camping on the left claw and like it imagine w- it would like, be attacking anything you are though so maybe it wouldn't really turn head properly sometimes uh it, it would have an effect of just having uh this... well, well, who knows we'll, we'll have to wait and see there's there's a lot of uh this sounds fucking a exciting. lot of theory crafting that needs to be uh confirmed when it comes out but yeah it, it's it is really exciting i've only used nightmare as an example like yeah. like it could be used you could be using it Seracnus. Seracnus. oh Why all not? day all day it would be my just it would little be my little fellow just like running around yeah and he couldn't get he couldn't get trapped Seracnus. by webs either and it, I've, yep, just full DPS. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if I've attacked Seractus and I'm stuck, he can still run over there and start attacking. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I want this now. <laughs> we'll see if it uh, is too OP and it needs nerfing in the future, or even deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I think, it's, I think it's really cool. I think it's a really just cool idea. And you can't ever be on any other spellbook, which kind of just... It's just cool, man. Like I know it's probably going to be absolutely busted in some places, but it sounds fun and new. It's going to be a lot of fun on launch, yeah. like just messing around with that uh, with that spellbook in general. Like uh, I think, like all the demon bane spells and stuff are are pretty dead content. But the uh, death death charge, just just comboing death charge with the uh, with the zombies are going to be like wild we'll, we'll see uh, what that actually does to the game but but yeah i, I uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen or uh seeing how op it is exactly it'd be cool if i could start doing solo cm on the rks book yeah that was like my thing holy shit man it's like actually it just sounds so exciting mm-hmm. yeah i really i'm looking forward to stuff like this I, uh, that, that again, like I said this on the previous cast, but uh, like this is why I, I still play this game is because I'm looking forward to new updates so yeah. much, and like I, I'm always uh, theory crafting what could potentially happen with dates. That's so cool. It's exciting stuff. Was there anything else in the Archaea spellbook that really caught your attention, or are most things pretty basic? I know you were a, a fan of the the prayer stuff, like the yeah, so, scattering ashes and whatnot. Yeah, there's a spell that um. Basically, it's called Demonic Offering, so it it converts up to three piles, I'm reading it here, of Demonic Ash into Prayer Points, granting three times the base experience. So basically, they have these new ashes coming out, Serbs becoming a demon, and they're giving good ashes that give good prayer XP. And I'm thinking of certain skilling methods where you can basically zero time these uh, Demonic Offerings. Um, and yeah, because like... For example, um, one of the examples comes to mind is runecrafting. Now, runecrafting is probably not the most optimal, but there's like there's a runecrafting method I came out with where you you blow glass on your way to the lunar altar, um, or the astral altar, I should say. And that's really cool. And like this is just a simplified version of it, where instead of having to drop the orbs afterward, 
it just instantly gets consumed and there's very few spells where you can use something get xp from it and then it's just gone it's like gone from your inventory you know so this is something where i don't know i'm tr i'm gonna i'm like thinking of certain potential methods Good, where we... i'll just give a quick example i can think of just collecting yeah. white berries in the wilderness you don't need to bring anything you could just bring enough runes for all the spell like to cast a spell um and, like you poh'd your to to get to the portal to Anacarl, and then you run over to lava dragons with your looting bag and by the time you get to the white berries like you've already used the spell and you you've run out of runes and you have no more ash in your inventory and, you, and you've used it zero time on your way to the white berries yep. just to collect them and i'm thinking hallowed sepulcher is a great place load up your inventory before each run oh yeah ash. oh yeah that's that's a really good point i didn't even think of that there's just a lot of places where you don't really have to have a, a full inventory of this or you don't have to have full inventories anyway and so these ash you can load it up and just use it every three or every three seconds every five ticks it says it pretty much just turns prayer into fletching for mains like holy shit yeah i didn't even think of that yep it's pretty uh it's pretty good it costs one soul and one wrath that's the interesting part wraths are gonna be but i think they're coming out with that temple guardian or guardian of gilinor or whatever the hell it's called that new runecrafting minigame they've oh that runecrafting minigame i i really want to craft bloods of the true me too world, dude. dude we've been Holy talking about shit. that i really hope it's kind of what we're hoping like it's actually good it's funny because so for those that I don't think I've even told this to people, but BC Guppy and I were talking at the Crafting Guild. And we were both really excited about the new Blood Altar under Mauritania. BC Guppy actually like basically marked out a path like the quickest way is with like a fairy ring getting to there, which I didn't even know there was a fairy ring that put you. Yeah, that's near wild. There. Like I, I was looking at the map, like trying to find the the most efficient way to get to that altar, and there's a fairy ring in in the. Uh, tunnels basically. Yeah. Hi yeah. like i was shocked that there was a, a fairy ring in such a weird spot yeah but yeah that fairy ring is actually like the best way to get to that altar if you were to just run there and it, it's decent it's like it's like an it takes a minute and a half to get there sure but but uh like if you could just craft uh like if you could craft uh for example double blood runes um at that altar then you would even if you just ran there like going down that long winding tunnel from a fairy ring uh you could still craft uh like a like you could make the same money per hour basically as uh crafting double deaths or double gnats in the abyss at 99 that's so cool so I... even without an abyss uh, to get to that blood altar it would still be like decent if you got double runes per essence i'm excited to see what they do with it i'm just but what i'm terrified is is the Temple Guardian minigame itself is going to give so many runes that it's going to make, like, other methods obsolete. Like, for example, if you can get Bloods and Wraths and Deaths from the minigame itself and it's giving a really decent amount with good XP, like, why are, would you ever craft them, like, like exclusively, you know? It would devalue the shit out of crafting Wrath yeah. runes, for sure. So I'm worried. That's what I'm worried about. But the rune crafting outfit sounds awesome, and... Colossal pouch, not really sure. I think the biggest change to rune crafting I would like to see is them getting rid of the four tick delay at most altars where you just can't craft after four ticks. That'd be a nice change. Uh yeah. I, I 
my opinion on runecrafting, I think it's kind of like it scales really bad right now, and the fix is uh, like even something as simple as getting uh, getting all of the XP for every rune that you cast, or for every rune that you get, for example, like would be a a good change for some scaling level, uh, for some scaling down the line where you can like, I don't know, like actually craft like elemental runes and get a decent amount of them and then you're getting like all right xp as well like if you want air runes like currently you're, you just buy air rune packs but why can't it be viable just like make your own air runes it's actually pr- i've actually um it's really funny i was actually about to post a video of me crafting air runes i was using skills necklaces and um basically i just teleport right outside of the crafting guild and then run to the air altar there's no other faster way and uh, I was actually crafting quite a bit, and the XP was like twenty something k ish. I think it was like twenty k ish an hour, and I was like, you craft like six hundred, seven hundred airs every single trip, and they're very fast trips. But like, obviously, buying packs is way better. But it's like, it was. Sub- It'd be cool if you could craft like uh, like a hundred thousand runes per hour would be a nice number. Yeah, at, at ninety nine, that'd be awesome. And like decent XP, maybe like twenty five k, thirty. Just uh, you know, give give value to to runes uh, that you actually get from runecrafting. You know, like like if you want to get your own air runes, you're 99 runecrafting. You should be able to get a reasonable amount of air runes uh, at 99. Like, and this should go for every rune in the game. Like, if you want to make chaos runes, you could do that. If you want to make death runes, you could do that. Um, if you want to make cosmic runes, you Dude, could do that. Like, have you ever entered the chaos altar? Like the true chaos uh-huh. altar? Uh huh. What the uh-huh. fuck? What the fuck is that place, dude? Like, so <laughs> you have to do it through the abyss. Like, there's no feasible way to pull that. Shit it's out. like the the abyss is closer to a bank anyway. I know, no, like, the whole thing is just like, literally like the chaos altar is so silly. Like, like it, it's it's just a it's just a meme. Like, like you have to go through this crazy labyrinth just to get to the altar. <laughs> I know. You know what's wild is there's a shortcut to the chaos altar. Like through like they added a quest. Uh, oh in, yeah, like, 2006 or something that was a, a shortcut to the Chaos Altar, but you still had to do that dumb shit in in the actual Chaos Altar itself, I believe, or maybe maybe not. I I, I don't really know because th- that shit is like ultra dead content. Oh my god, it's <laughs> you're never gonna see anyone crafting Chaos Runes through that shortcut. Nobody crafts them in general, but yeah, especially with how shit that is. I've always been really like hoping that one day they'll accidentally overlook something where they add a teleport to a nearby altar and it just fucks up rc for a little bit like i've always just been i've always looked at the map and just been thinking of the best ways with all the new teleports they've added in recent years to like see if there's a way to get to an altar quicker and I mean, obviously, we have, like, the fire altar, which craft lava super quick. Jagex is so scared to make your rune crafting better XP. Oh, they're Like, they're terrifying. so terrified. You look at every other skill, it's, like, like agility, like, 50% faster. Yep. And then and then uh, you look at rune crafting, it's hardly changed at all, even since launch. Like, lavas have been basically the same the whole time. Yep. That rune crafting has been so carefully kept. The XP rates have been so... Uh, you know maintained over the years i know there's uh the community has grown up and there's a lot of a lot more running nowadays for mains uh than 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 ever like running uh runes to to your main crafting uh lavas or something but 
yeah, other than that, like, runecrafting has remained the same XP per hour. And runecrafting, in, in my opinion, is way too slow. Like, like it, it needs to be a bit faster to, to have more of a sense of progression. Or or if you're not going to make it faster, at least make it better money. Like, like why why is thieving one of the, ni- the fastest 99s in the entire game? Why is that, like, literally the most profitable skill? <laughs> I know. That was kind of funny. It's uh yeah, runecrafting is really poorly balanced. I think I know I know you uh really like runecrafting and you hated the the Zaya runecrafting methods that, that were added. Shit. Yeah, I love yeah, I, I love traditional RC. Like I don't know, it's just the it's. I really enjoy crafting wrath runes. Yeah, it's just crafting wrath is really nice. Yeah, it's chill. Nice and rewarding, uh, decent XP, just really rewarding. Just I actually get to use, uh, you know, the runes that I craft for my uh, harmonized stuff. Like the wrath that, runes, actually, that was the, I actually use them. That was the beauty of cosmic runes, and at once upon a time, back when there wasn't a cosmic rune shop. Yep, now. I I I was a cosmic crafter because there was no good way of getting cosmics other than like literally corp. And it was, was nice because like it's like okay, this cosmics. this is actually funding some of my goals. Like I need to eventually, you know charge air orbs this is great and this is the only way i can do it like it it makes you feel so much better training the skill when it's like hey this is this is the way to do it now there's fucking shops why the fuck did jagex add a magic shop that sold 250 cosmics at a cheap price in priv it used to be they used to be so careful every shop used to sell 20 cosmics in yep. stock and then they add priv it's like 250 like, why why did you do <laughs> that you were literally against like Shops becoming great, and then like, like just shops. There's they are against shopscape. They've like actively said that they they don't want shopscape to be a thing. That's why they're so. That's why they haven't added blood rune packs because they don't want to do it. But like, why did you ruin cosmics? I don't know. Just sad. what makes me the saltiest is that the same shop that ruined cosmics didn't fix blood runes. I know. Like, why can't you buy blood runes there? Why does the price have to be so gross after you buy ten? It's like I know. Why does every like shop? Like, if, if why? If, <laughs> why doesn't every shop just be streamlined? I understand the magic guild requires a magic level and shit, but dude, it's like it's so arbitrary. What, it's like sixty-six me. I know. It's like, dude. You need to unleash new shops. If you're going to keep Shopscape a meta, which it has always been and always probably will be unless they change something, like, you have to make magic shops have more than one shop where it's the best by far. The price only goes from 400 to 500 buying out 250 in Magic Guild. At the... At, cheap. at the Wildy shop, it goes from 400 to 800 and even that's, like, decently cheap, which is... Well, the, the stock is huge. Yeah, yeah, there. it's 500. It's like 500 bucks. But if you go, dude, if you go to um, wherever that place is in Lunar Isle, the little house, that uh, bird house you go in, the rooster fucking house. <laughs> yep. Dude, the price, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to do this <laughs> as a test right now. It goes up past 1,000. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show people non irons this right oh, now. No. It is fucked. Okay, uh, let's bring my gloves just in case. I'm literally going to test this right now. You're gonna see how fucked up it is for irons. Like mains complain, they're like bloods are almost 400 GP each. Like bitch, I've been paying We're basic. Paying I've been paying. For those. I've been paying basically 550 to like pretty much 550 gp for each of my bloods if i looked at it because i've had times where i'm just impatient and buy full stocks at wildy okay let's see price right now 400 let's buy 50 600 jesus christ this is not good (laughs) 
800. <laughs> 1,000 all of a sudden. They're 1,200. By the end, when they have one left, they cost 1,396 coins for a blood run. That's absurd. Why? Like, do people understand now? Like, Jesus. Father. The blood run demand for for the high level Iron Man community is so high that like a single shop isn't going to cut it. We, we need more shops, dude. And like, it wouldn't even make a difference, blocks. especially the one in Priff. If you're going to add the, the, um, privilege of buying cosmics, why didn't you make it cheap? Like, why didn't you make the runes cheap and sell blood runes that are better cheap? That's so dumb. I mean, I'm against shopscape in the first place, but the fact that like you basically have to do it for blood runes, like you got to make more shops available. More than anything, I just like that uh, it gives it gives use for your GP from a high level Iron Man perspective. Like like it, once you're finished your construction, like what do you use GP on? Like realistically, like smithing. If it wasn't Shit, for yeah. buying blood runes, like it's nothing. Like like I really enjoy that GP has that value still. Like if you get Alex from like killing Vorkath or something, it's not useless on your account. You can go and buy blood runes for your scythe and for your saying, which is very relevant. It, it yeah. gives value to GP, and, and it's just the whole buying from the, the shops themselves thing is just kind of ass. But yeah, that's there's there's issues with this game. As much as we love it, <laughs> there's still just issues. Like what the hell? Yeah, I I have so many ma- so many ideas for how to improve the game, dude. Like like I feel like if I worked at Jags or something I could I could really do a good job and make the game better for all different kinds of people yeah more balanced and just that's the Uh thing that really helps is like streamlining things um my I've never gotten into this in a save cast but really really reworking mini games and not like reworking them like just making them OP or anything but just balancing dead content that used to be good but it's never been touched in any update whatsoever, and it's just garbage. Like, one of the examples is I want um, Dorgishin, that whole place, with with you picking that, um, what's it called, that wire? Cave Goblin Wire. Cave Goblin Wire, there it is. Yeah, that, you, you pick that stuff, like you thieve it, you get no XP, takes forever to get it, and then you use it on your orbs to make them light up, and then you go around the city fixing lamps. They could have actually made that a very, they still can. They can make it. And I've actually kind of gone around and done some math on it. I would need like other players to like help me out with it. But we could seriously make a mini game, a crafting slash fire making mini game where not a mini game, but just something you could do on your own, kind of like Mahogany Homes in a way where it's like you run around the city repairing these lamps and it would give decent XP and it would make it so irons with hundreds of thousands of these useless orbs would have a reason to go use them they could they could streamline getting wire um getting it faster or something like that maybe giving double wire double xp not that sounds fucked just saying the word double xp (laughs) but um just improving the xp rates and thieving like all of a sudden you have this new like these orbs that you're making that have no use can now have a a use and it's actually fun you could go run around the place fixing lamps and you could go and they right now they are the lamps are broken to like player specific people like so it's like nobody else is seeing your broken lamps like you could yep. if somebody else fixes it you wouldn't see it but 
you could it could be like a fun mini game. You could see other people running around the fucking place fixing these lamps and getting like actually competitive XP rates. You know, where instead of just the whole skill of crafting is cast this lunar spell, blow the glass, done. Like you could make a competitive. I, I just like activity. that. Uh, I just like bringing light to to areas like this that are dead content. Uh, no pun intended. By the way, <laughs> bringing light to Dorgascon, yeah. literally, please. Uh, like, you never go there. Yeah. And uh, it would be nice if it had, like, something just that was appealing and to go And I've for. always kind of, like, right right now, like, I'll show you. Um, oh, I'll show the chat, like, what. Um, so I've actually collected Cave Goblin Wire for fun, like, a long time ago. And it's just been in my bank. But, like, look how cool this is to have these lamps and these orbs like when you collect these if these could be streamlined to actually be able to collect a decent amount an hour and make it like worth your time like look how oh wait should i fuck that up look how enjoyable this is to just get like massive xp drops like this like you could just stack up and then that becomes part of the skill where you're just i don't fucking know i'm just trying to revive some life in dorgashun and that's one of the ways and then you run around the place fixing lamps that sounds fun and then I like that a lot. On top of it, you could even get rewarded. I know like the player base loves loot crates. You fix a number of lamps and you get these fucking crates from the village center that they're like, "Oh shit, you've been fixing our lamps here. Take this crate." It has random shit in it like every other Jagex update, so I mean, people like it. So just trying to appeal to everybody. Get little loot crates at the end. Repair milestones of lamps. You repair a thousand, you get a bonus. There's so many little options, and it just it revives this, like, really charming content that used to be kind of cool. You know what also I want to have buffed? Listen, do you know what perfect shells are, or perfect um, tortoise shells and snail shells are? Are those from Temple Trekking? Yeah, so the the snail shells are from Temple Trekking. Oh, they're so rare, dude! Yep. They're, they're rare, and they give nothing if you take it to, to that guy. They give 600 crafting XP. but It's awful. But but the cool thing is, is that if you if there was a way to get those, like, a lot, to get a lot of them, because they're so fucking rare, it's not worth it. And the, the tortoise pen up in the gnome stronghold also gives perfect tortoise shells at a very oh, absurd cool. rate. And they also give 600 crafting XP. And I actually got a couple from there. Uh, I got pretty lucky. But it's not worth your time whatsoever. But it would... What would be cool is if, you know, you stack up a bunch of them and just have this unleash of just boom. Oh, like, my God. Like 200K crafting XP. Like, boom, let's fucking go, you know? Like, that sounds fun. And it's really sad that it's not balanced well because they're so fucking rare to get. But, yeah, you turn it into the same guy. You turn in, like, curved bones, too. And you, that unleash of, like, construction XP is always super exciting for people. That, that crafting, though, to get all those perfect shells, that would be really cool. I like uh, stored XP like that, where you just like unleash it. just all one XP drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the topic of temple trekking, though, have you ever uh, have you ever grinded out nail beast nails? Yeah, I actually did temple trekking early on in my account, and then I got all the like rogues purses or whatever the fuck other weed you need to get. <laughs> did you know you could tick manipulate the snake weed? Uh, I didn't because I didn't do it when I knew about tick manipulation. Well, I knew about it, but I never did it. That's a that's a video idea for you. I'd like to see you do a uh, three tick snake weed because you can you can three tick it when usually it's like it's like 
11 tick or something like collecting snake weed the normal way is extremely slow but so, but theori- th- theoretically on a main you can uh you can t- tick manipulate snake weed because it's the only untradeable component of making sand fuse because the nail bee snails are tradable so on a theory in theory you can uh you can make sand fuse as like a an xp method for a main like a profitable way of training herbore. It is possible. Wow. But uh I but yeah, like it, it's funny you mentioned that because uh it just reminded me of the uh what are those little jungle bushes where you're doing the Tybo one I clean up? Those little light, medium and dark bushes or whatever that you hack at to get your favor up. Um yep. it was so interesting because I was there is a way to tick manipulate it, but it's fucking weird. Um but then I saw a Reddit post that got a shit ton of traction, and it was talking about how the jungle actually works, and it was the weirdest fucking thing. And then it off put me from trying to like, <laughs> from trying to do it because their calculations made the whole mini game seem really fucked, and I couldn't be asked to like read into it anymore. And so my whole like tick manipulation plan video just like went out the window because i was like dude i need to <laughs> i need to like actually study this like sit down and study this and make sure i'm doing this efficiently but the wiki apparently also made the statement on that reddit post that like you can take me to manipulate it but it's like super scuffed it's so and, annoying it's like, actually you have to write a scientific thesis on like, <laughs> <laughs> how just just to be able to to tick manipulate this shit and, and the, the post is really dumb because or, or the post isn't dumb but but the mechanics are really dumb because uh, you could be like level thirty woodcutting and hacking away at the the highest tier jungle, like the thickest yep. jungle, and that was your best chance of a go to. Like it, it, it's so backward ass. It, like just Karamja in general is just spaghetti so <laughs> dude, city. Dude. You know what's really funny? So um, I've been I spent like a couple hours one day trying to. So I'm in Shiloh Village right now crafting stuff, and I'm looking at the jungle outside and at that nature altar is just like right outside of the wall and there's an achievement diary cape teleport that teleports you into that dude's like little hotel service place up that ladder and so now that the cape has unlimited teleports um you basically just climb down that ladder and then you can see the nature altar from there and so if there was a way to like almost break through the wall of shiloh village somehow hack through (laughs) it like or I was even trying to use the gravestone method. So what I was trying to do is get my gravestone really close to the wall and then see if I could be outside of it and, like, see the oh, gravestone. Oh, interesting. I was doing a bunch of shit trying to find a way. And then what I even tried to do was, you know how you can, like, run faster if you light fires going west? Yeah. I was trying to break through the wall, like, <laughs> skipping a tile, <laughs> like, trying to break through the wall from the west side. And, like... I was just trying all these random things to get out of here. This place is indestructible. Like you can't, you can't pass through here. There's even a on the walls of Shiloh Village. There's like just diagonals that are making the wall where it's like it's almost like if there was some way to do like a diagonal step, you could make it outside. But um, yeah, I never ended up finding a way. I don't think there is of like getting out of Shiloh Village. Just running out of the wall a shortcut there would be really cool because getting getting tellies to to shiloh village is is like a, lots of requirements achievement diaries and stuff oh yeah and it'd be cool if the achievement diary cape was like the best way to to get to the shortcut and then like you had a really cool way of crafting gnats that was only accessible to like people who had an achievement diary cape at that point they wouldn't even like want to craft gnats but if they wanted to like an iron man perspective like if you want to craft a lot of nature runes you have 
like an achievement diary cape, you can actually go and use that and craft a whole bunch of gnats per hour. Yeah. It'd be a, a nice uh, aspect of the game. Just, just uh, you know, a, like better scaling, just in general for the late game, uh, would be really cool. Just have a shortcut at uh, the north side of Shiloh, so you could just teleport with your achievement diary cape, go over the shortcut, just boom, nature altar. I agree. I think that'd be cool. They wouldn't let it pass though, because then it would break room crafting, even though it literally wouldn't. Yep. Jagex is, uh, you know, their their little snowflake cannot be changed in any way. The same XP rates for years. Just no updates. Well, we've been going for a while. I here's the thing: we can either wrap this up, or I need to take a pee. So it depends. Do we want to like? I think uh, honestly, like we've gotten through like everything. I That's think. what I'm like, thinking. We, we talked about clues. We uh, okay. We didn't talk about the the mega road change for the collection log. If that's something you want to quickly go through, um, I think that's gonna take like a minute. Yeah. Uh, you're just talking about the clues, like separating third age and stuff, or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. So separating okay. gilded and third age on the collection log, so that you can actually complete like the elite clue tier collection log by just getting like the the, the, the uniques without having to hit the mega rare table people were talking about even separating so my opinion is yeah just separate gilded and third age nothing else not tuxedo not cape of skulls and so like people are thinking monks robe g needs to be on there i think those are all fine on their ind- individual tiers but gilded and third age because they correlate with three different tiers of clues um well most of them i think they should have a separate third age slash gilded table but nothing else should be on there like ring of nature and lava dragon mask should still be on elites in my opinion because they're exclusively elites. yeah i agree i think i agree with that yeah but i i actually really like that idea i think they're coming out with it aren't they uh i don't know if it's talking about it yet or was it poll I, I gotta check the poll results for the latest poll i i had no g challenge was pming me like he was seething that the corp jar got 90 percent yes <laughs> <laughs> he just posted me a meme ah shit here we go again he he <laughs> it's only one in a go kill corp it's only one in 1000 right it's not like yeah that's horrible. true you know what all what's also pretty close to that drop rate is a spectral uh sigil we all know what <laughs> happened know. g challenge <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's one true. in thir- thirteen sixty-five. That's not even that much rarer than one in a thousand. And yet, G Challenge got absolutely his ass Fucked. kicked by that. I still don't feel that bad for him because it's like it's like people that like spoon harmonize. It's like you like not getting lucky on a staff. It's like most people <laughs> would just be like, "Why the fuck are you complaining? You have an Ella, you have a pet, you have an arcane." Like, but I st- like I still feel bad. But it's like, you know what I feel bad for G Challenges is his fucking nightmare luck. That's terrifying. He got screwed over that hard, is fucked. dude. That's so unlucky. And then his first unique was a helm, like the worst Inquisitor piece. Yeah. He can't even that's... use it unless he has a full set base. Does he only still have one piece? He went back. seven times dry, I heard. Yep, he still has just the one piece. He, well, and a and, uh, jar. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Yeah, his luck was like complete polar opposite to mine. So, like, it, it just felt... I just felt so bad because I talked to him all the time, right? And, and he's always the first person to know about my nightmare uniques. So I'm just like, like, just like day after day, just like I get like uh, multiple nightmare uniques uh, in back-to-back <laughs> days and I'm just PMing him and he's just like, <laughs> I just feel so bad because he's so dry at nightmare. Dude, you don't, I'm just, like, none of us understand, right center. none of us understand what he's actually going through. Like, because we can imagine it, but like, 
you know, I've gotten relatively lucky at Nightmare. I don't have the one thing I want, but, like, I have a harm. I have full Inquisitors. But, like, when you seriously experience that, like, it's got to be fucking painful watching your luck. It's like being him and seeing your luck and just not having anything. Because it's such a I, uh, big hour. I grind. couldn't imagine going, like, 6x raid on, like, an individual item, like a mace. Like, God, dude, yeah. that would be so fucking Yeah, that's that's a nightmare. That's actually fucked. I'm just glad like, I've it, gotten a harmonized orb, so I'm like, okay, that's out of the... Th- I don't have to worry about that anymore, because that's a pretty big item that if you go dry on, that's horrible. But now it's just mace. Like, that can be really bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably get to a point where I just, like, I'm just, like, 2,000 solo KC at Nightmare, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to get a mace. Like, I- I'll have to get to the point where I just have to give up or keep going for, like hundreds and hundreds of hours for something that's like just so meaningless essentially because yeah it, it's so niche like like it's basically just like a tecton smashing device for me yeah that's what it is for if most. i really wanted to like make my serachna skills faster if i was to hunt that pet i could just use scythe like like i'm not looking to kill you know like 600,000 Seracnus. Uh, I would only be doing it for for the pet, perhaps, and maybe, like, if I had a mace, it would incentivize me to do a, a third age hunt so I could finally get that elusive third age piece on my iron. Uh, maybe having a mace would incentivize me to do that at Seracnus, but, but yeah, like, I don't really, like, it's not an item that I need. Like, it's not like a twisted bow. Yeah. Like, like not having a twisted bow is is a really big deal. Um, if you're trying to be like a like trying to have a really good Iron Man account, you, it's just so essential. Yeah, yeah it is. It's basically a prereq to doing Solo CM. So it's like there's content in the game you can't even do unless you have a Twisted Bow. Yep, I it's, agree. Uh, yeah, it, like if I go that dry on the mace, then like yeah, it's time to pack it up and just go home. Just probably stop uh, killing Nightmare because at that point it's not even worth it. Uh, so I, I hope that fate doesn't befall you. I really want to see the Seracna streams. Yeah. I really want to see you get that. Mix. We will. We'll see them. I'll, especially if that thrall, those thralls come out. I'm gonna be loving nightmare. Won't have to do Winter Todd and Wrath runes anymore either. Yeah, that's awesome. Just regular Trident is even faster than yeah. harm. Like imagine. That'd be nice, actually. It'd make nightmare so, uh, better. Yeah, that, that's quickly covering that that last topic. Just the mega rare change on the collection log. It's just nice. Uh, people can actually complete their log or try to, but then you see like ten tuxedo pieces. Like, <laughs> good luck completing that. Yeah. But, uh, hey, we're three of yeah, ten. I, I mean, three of ten's not that not that bad. I mean, fuck. Then we're gonna be nine of ten. Like, this is bad. Yeah, <laughs> going for that. Like, basically, like going for third age at that point. Like, yep. it's it's that rare. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I think uh, I think we can actually like wrap up yeah pretty, let's do it let's close. wrap it up i i think uh i don't know like Set. like this cast is almost as long as the first cast <laughs> like we've done back-to-back days where we've like literally like two casts in a row like in the same week that are longer than the last previous longest cast yep like it, it's actually crazy how much i was able to talk with you and 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 i gotta say it was a it was a pleasure being on the it cast. was definitely like, a even, pleasure man like back-to-back times like i really do appreciate talking with you and and it, i really felt like i got i got that passion out of me like you know like like i and i got that passion out of you too like i feel like we're both really passionate players at the game and and uh we can sort of do something special like this, like the Sebe cast, where yeah. we can just talk and just let all that passion just, just, just let our souls just gush out of, yep. of how, uh, how passionate we are for the game. And 
I, I think that's really special. I'm glad to have been on the cast because of that. And I'm glad that you took your time doing this, especially back-to-back days. I know we were both fucking exhausted yesterday, and we're both going to be exhausted after this. Like, just oh, yeah. we just need to like lay oh, down yeah. after talking so hard. But like, uh, dude, yesterday. So I I was there like for the entire like recording of it too or, or like the the entire um stream of it like premiere <laughs> and and then somebody asked like hey are you going live after this i'm like dude i've been talking and hearing myself talk for like 10 hours today like i'm done like i'm going to sleep man like I'm, it's actually wild dude it's exhausting and so like but i love it like i still love the chat interaction so everyone in the chat right now like i appreciate you guys you know adding your own little chat commentary and I, I just love doing these weekly this was a special week where we did back-to-back days but um, yeah i apologize to the people that have sat through seven hours it's just me rambling ex- and I, I i know i'm hogging say bay for myself but dude say is the bay and i did really <laughs> like talking to him so i felt like you know like let's just if he wants to i'll literally talk to him forever like <laughs> we'll probably not run out of topics so listen we are uh, again i'm just gonna put the same info in the description um you don't have social media at the moment but you do have a youtube and That's your right. discord name and number so i'll put yeah, that i'll just there. say it again so bc guppy uh what's the numbers sign call uh, is it pound yeah you can just call pound or like hashtag bc guppy pound 7189 that's me I, uh i i plugged it in the previous cast and i already had a, a couple people like they try to add me as a friend i added them and some of them pm me like like hey i really uh like the the cast it was a banger keep it up and you know what those uh those kind words uh really mean a lot to me so i do thank the people that uh, that did that uh but yeah if, again like if you have any questions for me just you can always hit me up on discord i'm ridiculously active like we're talking like eight plus hours a day uh at least um i have discord on my phone too so it's not like a, like if i do something I, IRL outside god forbid going outside in 2021 but yeah like like i'm very active on discord so if you just want to ask me anything like if you want to ask me you want to talk technical i i I really like talking technical about the game. So if you have any questions, then definitely uh, you can just, you know, PM me on Discord. You have my name. Uh, and yeah, I do have a YouTube, which is like basically fossilized at this point because of lack of activity. But I, I have been uh, peer pressured by someone to make a Howled Sepulchre video. So I might be making that relatively soon. Maybe like tomorrow or the next day. We'll see. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Subscribe, we'll see, uh, boys oh yeah uh we'll see if i have any video i'm not like doing youtube as a career or anything like i'm not trying to harvest subs every day so you can just subscribe for your own sake just if you want to see any of my own content then yeah you can just do that on uh on my youtube just uh subscribe all right um bc guppy we've already said it but it's been a massive pleasure and i'm pretty sure um a lot of the audience would agree that this was a very nice and informative two-part cast um and yeah thank you again dude um next week not positive who's going to be on it but i'm going to get someone on for next tuesday so stay tuned be sure to if you guys listen to these um and you like the sebe cast i would really appreciate if you guys would check out the spotify apple slash google podcast links and just subscribe to those just so i can because i have an end where i can see who's subscribing and stuff and it really helps me to uh you know feel like the monthly subscription to put these to put the sebe cast on these platforms would like is going to good use so show me some love and sub there so i could see the numbers pop up and it would make me 
like that. It would make me appreciate the money I'm spending for it. So thank you guys. And yeah, I think we're good to go. Um, thanks again, PC Guppy. Uh, one final remark. Go ahead. Uh, so we don't know who the next guest is going to be on the Save Cast, but I'll sure as hell tell you it's not going to be me. <laughs> so if you're sick and tired of listening to me talk and ramble for seven, possibly seven and a half hours. We're at then, seven and a half. Yeah, rejoice because you will be getting a new guest and it's not going to be me. And unluckily for you, the uh, the trilogy uh, will will be ended with a duology. There will just be two parts. Yeah. To, to me but hey um, maybe i'll be on the cast again yeah next year think about it think about do, a like, year from reunion. now part three. Oh yeah that, that'll that be cool to do yeah all right guys. Uh, but yeah it's not gonna be me on the next cast so uh yeah that's that's me that's i'm done i'm done dude it was a pleasure it was truly a pleasure Sabe. i appreciate it yep thank you so much man and everyone take it easy peace peace hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.